Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, happy Monday night. We're an hour. We're on an hour later. That that just means we've had more time to prep. We are live at the Sports Attic, coming at you actually live from the sports basement today. Uh, There might be a solo show. I'm not sure what's going on here. uh, We have the simulcast going on. We are live on Blog Talk Radio. You can listen from anywhere across the world on Blog Talk Radio, and you can watch from anywhere that allows Facebook on Facebook Live. That's a good call, Al. Do do what you got to do over there. Light yourself up. If you're watching on Facebook Live, you are just you're gonna see Al in all of his glory here in a second. Uh, you can reach out to us through the call in line. You can give us a call at seven six zero four five four eight eight three four seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. One more time. Why not? I mean, it was ridiculous. He had me. Or you can give a comment. On Facebook. Oh, my God. Like, he builds now you're like, studio. You're, lit. Okay. You're, you're straight up lit up. He builds a studio, and he has me sitting in a small chair in a dark corner. Like, I mean, do I not have an agent? No, you, can't, you can't even see me now. This is ridiculous. Unbelievable. Unreal. Hello, I am Alfred Ferdinand Larcher the yeah. third. My name is Clark Lawrence, and I am the first. I am the okay. star of this program. Clark Lawrence. I am happy to be here. Star. I will be providing you with deep inside information and coverage of the debacle that is the Chicago Bears. And I am here just to uh, give you some uh, breathing into the microphone. A little bit of a, I'll say the word uh a lot. I, I do that quite a bit, I've noticed, uh, on the playback. But uh, we are live. Coming at you tonight from Chicago, Illinois, where there is a stench in the air today, Al, here in I Chicago. I left the fan on upstairs. I know. Well, thank you for doing that. You're welcome. I, the whole family appreciates. Uh, but the stench in the air left over by some bears taking a dump on the lakefront. It was, Did I just say taking a dump? I don't mean to be so crude about it. I, well, it's, it's... I mean, it was bad. It's a crude, crude world, my friend. It is a crude world, but... As my friend Farmer Chad said to me on Twitter today, bears don't always shit in the woods. Sometimes they take a shit on the lakefront in Chicago. Uh, it's very uh, poetic, uh, as Chad is. Uh, yeah, it was – I mean, there, there's no offense. There's shady coaching. There's no quarterback play. There's very little offensive line play. Uh, thankfully, they ran the ball. I uh, invested in some DraftKings. On uh, heavily on uh, Mr. Montgomery having a nice day, and that turned out to be prudent. Yeah, absolutely. That worked out really well. They ran the ball really well. I felt things went very well uh, with the running game there. Uh, nice to see him break loose on a couple. You know, if there was a light like right here between us, yeah, it, it, it would be, it would be a bre- better picture. You know, do you want me to go spend some time and do that right now? Or? No, 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 not right now. Do I don't wanna... even want you to look at your phone because then it, it would lose you for half an hour. Maybe not a half hour, but I don't know. Maybe, maybe a little bit of time. See, there he goes. Yeah, there he is. Gone. Well, no, I've noticed that uh, it doesn't refresh automatically when somebody leaves a comment. But right now, uh, you got a better seat than our first president. There it was. There it was. Our first president's got a pretty good seat in the house, though. He's top center, man. That was a gift from Al Archer quite a few years back. And, uh, when we moved back in about 2015, it didn't make the cut, yeah. but I kept it. 
I kept it in storage. I was disappointed. I didn't see it anywhere, but now it's You thought we were done. You thought we were done? It's back. It's got to be back. I have, is it rude for me to cover him a little? You can still see his face. Like, that matters. He's used to getting folded and shoved in, shoveled in walls. Absolutely. So. He's doing pretty right. good where he is there. A hundred percent. Ah, the Chicago Bears. Um, what what is there to say about the Chicago Bears? They what played they played the Los Angeles Chargers, who are currently playing in a soccer stadium that I think maybe seats thirty thousand people. And they're a disaster of a team right now. I mean, they're, they're falling apart. They have a, a running back who sat out, who isn't as efficient as the guy who they didn't pay. He only came back in. because he saw the guy filling in right. for him was tearing it up. Absolutely. So now uh, you got that situation going. Uh, there's not a lot of uh, they're terrible against the run, by the way. They're one of the worst teams at uh, stopping the run. So, which is why you, which is why you decided more. let's play David Montgomery a lot. Right. Yeah. Rational Makes coaching. Uh, a lot of times in the NFL, especially for gamblers, you don't want to approach a game through the thought of rational coaching because in the end it will disappoint you. For example, if a team is discovered they have a great defense, but it's discovered you could easily beat them by constantly passing to the tight end. And a coach goes up against them who generally doesn't throw to the tight end. Well, rational coaching would dictate that the you you would change up your game plan a little bit and work to your lighting is fine, Clark. I don't you you sitting here. I'm I was sitting here in the fucking dark. Okay, I, I was like a Bears offense. Now you've outshined somewhere me. in a deep cave with no light and no hope. And then uh, all of a sudden, out, I grab I grab one bit. light so I could have a little bit of, of projection on your dark, dreary screen. You did a great and next job. Next thing you know, you, you got fine... fifteen lights on. You've turned Bozo on over here. Yeah. You got this one going. Now I got a light shining into we're a mirror, shining right in up. my eye. And now we're both lit up the exact same. Yeah, but now I have yeah. a, a light shining in my eye because it's reflecting right into a mirror. Wait, is it really? Just leave it. It's fine. Okay. The, okay. the listeners don't need this. I'm I'm just mad, Clark. I'm mad about yesterday. I'm understand. mad about this Bears team. I'm mad at myself more than anything for believing they had a chance at the beginning of the season. Downright crazy. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, just to see how things go. Did you find an issue with any uh, Thank any, you, any clock any clock management in there? Were you finding some issues there? Yeah, I mean everything was a disaster. Look, I'm everybody's on the anti Nagy train, and I get it, and he deserves all the criticism he's getting. But this guy, okay, so they hire that they they hire this dope pace, yeah, young guy. I think he's like twenty two. So they hire him to take over the Bears and run run the Bears organization. I, I think he's like 40. Mm-hmm. Uh, from, I believe, the New Orleans Saints with the hope, the want, and the desire that he's going to take this team into a new century of football. That he's going to take this team from being a de- de- defensive dependent team and start building an offense in a league that's designed to favor offenses. So he comes in here and what does he do? Well, he drafts a terrible quarterback. Well, one, he hires an offensive-minded coach to start getting this offensive. Well, he thing. didn't draft so, Mitch right away. I mean, that wasn't that was what year two, year three. Well, I'm just saying he's slow. He was slowly building towards an offense. Right. In theory, is what he was supposed to be doing. So he hires a guy who's an offensive-minded coach to go ahead and be a, bring a hip young 
fresh approach to the Chicago Bears offense. And it seems like we, maybe we got that guy. As I was saying with rational coaching, usually rational coaching fails because coaches are stubborn. And even if you should throw to the tight end, you don't. Our coach, Nagy, has shown when he gets criticized for not running the ball, which he's done twice now in a really bad way, yeah. uh, game one and then the game of last week, the week after he's bounced back and he's run the ball over 20 times. So I see a guy who does approach the game and use rational thinking towards his game plans. But he was put in a situation where he was supposed to be here to build an offense. They get Allen Robinson, which is great. Then they draft a guy, and I wonder how much Matt Nagy had to do with the drafting of Mitch Trubisky. I don't remember what 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 the verbiage was. Obviously, he said he would have said he supports the decision Wait, and all that. If Coach Nagy, well, Coach Nagy was uh, in Kansas City at the time, so he didn't really have a vote. If you recall, Mitchell Trubisky had a year under John Fox. Uh, really, played a year I don't under. Recall that he played a year under John Fox. And then uh, Matt Nagy came in for his second year, which was last year. Okay, so this guy walks into a situation where the quarterback is already in place, and there's some hope. And if you're Matt Nagy, you're going, okay, I believe I can build an offense with this guy. And what do they do? They go out and they trade for Khalil Mack, which in theory was a great move because if you have a quarterback under a rookie contract who plays above average, you could spend the money on the defense and you could build towards – uh, a Super Bowl by having a dominant defense and above average offense. Yes. But, but Mitch Trubisky is shit. Okay. It's Mitch over. Trubisky is bad. It's so over. that game plan failed. Now you've tied up all the money at Cleo Mack. So you know what we have now? We have a good defense. You know what good defenses give you? Eight wins. You know what eight wins give you? Average draft position. You know what average draft position gets you? Eight to ten years of stuck in purgatory, which is where we've been for 20 years now, and it's going to continue. So this whole thing goes back to pace. I don't think Nagy is necessarily the problem. Since you have been a Bears fan, since you have known about professional football in your life right now, for a long time we could say the story goes that the defense has been very good. We have known that defense to be at least like very good for a long time and better than that. Sometimes the best defense in the league. We've seen it over and over again. That offense is the issue, and it just seems like – I'm not a big guy on curses and things like that, but there isn't anything. They can't do the offense. They can't. But that was specifically what Pace was brought in to do was to modernize the offense. The strategy has always been build the defense because, one, it's who it was our identity. It was the team's identity. It was the city's identity. Blah, blah, blah. It's they brought in March because of the offense, because it, to give that to Lovey. But that he wasn't running work. the program. You, you bring Angelo in, was still running the program, which was defensive-minded. Mark Tressman, you bring him in, and he's running the program. Again, you had a shitty general manager who – wasn't prepared to make the change. The Bears did everything in order to make the change, to turn the corner, to Bob Seeger it and turn the page and go ahead and move towards an offensive team. And yet, what did they do? They fell back into the comfort zone, getting Khalil Mack, and it, he still may turn out to be an amazing play and a piece towards a Super Bowl. Something can change. Maybe we get lucky. Maybe we end up drafting in the fourth round some quarterback no one's ever heard of, and he's the next Tom Brady. And and he, he has all the skills Nagy needs to run Nagy's style of offense, and maybe Nagy's offense clicks. 
Here's the thing. If you're a coach, you're going to go with what you know. You're going to scheme towards what you think works. And if Nagy's plan is to do this one package and do these packages and do these packages, he's going to keep going with it because that's what he believes truly is work would work. And it's not working because the personnel isn't right. And the personnel isn't right because the GM has put us in a boondoggle, Clark. <sighs> Earlier today on local Chicago radio, Adam Schefter was on the local ESPN station and hinted that the Chicago Bears could trade wide receiver Taylor Gabriel to the 49ers okay. for backup quarterback C.J. Bethard. Bethard. Uh-huh. I don't even know how to pronounce his well, name. Well, don't right. ask me to pronounce it right. Uh, the, the guy went to Iowa. He, he spent some time playing uh, for Iowa. Last year when uh, when Grappolo uh, went down. When Grappolo went down. Uh, he, he, uh, he took over and started there. Yeah. Um, I don't know if, if that's legit. I mean, Schefter doesn't just report shit. You know what I'm saying? I, now, De- granted, granted, he didn't say that it was definitely happening, but I don't know. I I don't know what the answer is. I did see Mitch miss miss some passes yesterday. Yeah. I saw him miss some passes. I did see some Matt Nagy uh, doing a pretty poor job with some 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 decisions. And he keeps backing up the decision at the end of the game to down the ball with 40 seconds left when David Montgomery has been able to run the ball and gain at least three to four yards, which tell me, how long was it supposed to kick? Was it 41, 42 yards, something like that? I could have used a 38 I could have used a couple more points in DraftKings, so it would have been nice if uh, that they would have ran that ball. Too. Shit, get another eight yards. It wouldn't have hooked that early. I'm not as down on that decision. Uh, why? Why? Because – you you measure risk versus reward, and the reward of, say, three yards extra on a kick versus the risk of a turnover is pretty great, especially on a team that's kind of a disaster offensively. What if you lose? I mean, Nagy was right. What if you lose two yards on a play? They know yeah. it's going to be a design run. They know you're going to you know they know where you're going to run because you want to run which which makes sense to the kicker. And if they stuff it now, now you're talking about three yards in the other direction and. I don't blame him for that. I thought that was a decent coaching move, and it's obviously something that's going to be criticized because it, it came down to that moment and it came down to that missed kick. But that's not the moment, okay? That's not that's not how we lost that game. It's Mitch Trubisky interception. It, it, it's Mitch not, Trubisky fumble. It's not going. I'm more upset about his play uh, of not running it on the one yard line and doing some. You know, he lines up with like a three receiver set. And that's yeah. some fancy BS. It's like, come on, man. Just you know what it's you know so what he did funny. last year? He went and he got the fattest fucking defensive player he could find and he handed the ball to him and the fat faster fell into the line. Yeah, where's or, that? Or where's the offensive where's line that? guy? Where's, that's the creative shit I'm looking the three for. Guys? Get, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. That's a great point. Yeah. That that is a, a fantastic point right there. It it's such a fantastic point in the in, in the video game John Madden, if you play the Bears and you go for it on they don't have a fullback. If you go for but if you go for it on uh you know, you do like a fourth and one of the fullback, yeah, yeah. the fullback's Akeem Hicks in the no, game. Oh, that's great. That's a whole lot of fun. There was also that thing at the end of the first half where they could have run two plays, but instead they, they let the clock wind down and just ran one. Right. That was an issue that I had with Matt Nagy there, uh, as well. But otherwise, a lot seems to be falling on Mitchell. Like he definitely was missing guys. Nagy usually spends time in the press conference afterwards 
talking about how it's on him or it's on maybe the receiver turned the wrong way or ran the wrong route. Well, you know what? When the, ter- when the receiver turns a different way, what does Aaron Rodgers do with his receivers? What does a guy like that? That's right. That is right. He does a stupid discount double check. He somehow throws a touchdown like, like a Watson. You know, why couldn't he get injured on the play before? So it would have saved me a little uh, draft king capital. But Guys, join in on the conversation if you'd like. Uh, we are currently talking Chicago Bears, 760-454-8834. I am monitoring the phone lines tonight. Uh, I will be looking over there at 760-454-8834. If you are listening live, thank you so much. Uh, of course, leaving comments over there on the uh, Facebook is right. Elijah, I agree. Uh, they did have to grab Mac. Uh, that did was- they? You didn't have to, but I, I, I two first round picks, which could have went towards building an offense. It was offense. only two, two or three. I don't know. Right. I think it was so, two. So we only have one more year without the first round pick. Right. Okay. Cool. I don't know. Um, you could have got started getting some offensive line. You know, you could you could have started. Uh, you spend a little more in free agency on your offense. I mean, look, he's the key to the defense. There's no question. But again, that's who our identity is now. And why most teams. Most successful teams actually do have successful defenses, but they move more towards being an offensive team first. I have tried to stay away from this for two years now. I'm like, give this time. We had, we can't. I, I've been waiting. We we don't know yet who's going to be the best quarterback of that draft. But in that draft, you had guys like Deshaun Watson. Yet you, you had uh, what? Who's who's the best quarterback in the league well he's hurt for a game he's probably going to be back next year next week Patrick Mahomes Russell Wilson I've been trying he I'd rather Russell Wilson man. that's fine but out of that draft class who is clearly um, head and shoulders I mean I'm more of a Mahomes is, is a top tier guy and Watson is right there behind him I don't know. Sure. I don't know. Like uh, you could flop those. You could flip flop. You could flip flop those, and I think at the end of uh, the careers, it's going to be interesting to see who is better. Clearly, Mahomes is better right now. Sure, we can let that story within, play out. Uh, but Andy right Reed now, system. two and a half years into their seasons, all of them, uh, even with injuries, watching got hurt for a while. Mahomes is now hurt there, but even with that, I, they are head and shoulders above him. Why in the hell would you trade up from third to second? First of all, and, and regardless, whether you picked him as second or third, why Mitchell Trubisky? I don't understand this. Because he's this the point. guy they thought was the savior. They thought they were moving up to get the, the next Brett Favre, and what they got is a turd. You know, I, I read there was a scouting piece that was going around. Out, uh, there was an article from a scout going around. I, think, I believe it was Bleacher Report who put it out that said, so Mitch – couldn't win the starting job in college from a guy who couldn't make it in the NFL. As a matter of fact, there there were no scouts interested in him. And some of the question was, well, if he is this great quarterback, how come he couldn't step up and take over that scouting, that, that, that position uh, in in college. And uh, maybe he lacked the leadership in the moxie, dare I say the moxie to get the job done. So, the guy who was ahead of him threw for something like 4,000 uh, yards, uh, threw something like 25 touchdowns to like 13 interceptions, did okay. The following year, Mitch steps up. He gets in. And what does the offense do? Well, what'd they do? The exact same thing. Okay. As a matter of fact, a little bit less, slightly less than the guy who went undrafted who was there the year prior. Jeez. So – Great quarterbacks elevate. They don't. They don't keep things average 
or, or drop off in quality. So there were signs from the get-go that this wasn't going to work, and it's not working. And now you have a guy in pace who are, – are you really going to trust him to go and find a quarterback for this team? I don't trust him now. Well, when he drafted Mitchell Trubisky, the thought there was this is what's going to make or break Ryan Pace. So does he need to go? Is that what, is that what you're getting at with that, Al? Do you, do you want to look for a new general manager? Should we start scouting that for next week's show? Like who should be the general manager? Or is it too early for that? Well, it's me. I should be the general manager. I could, I could take this how's, team how's your to Madden, do high. How's your Madden been going? I, nothing but victories. I'm not, no, I don't want to brag how many Super Bowls we won, but let's just say more than the Bears have in the last 20 years. Step into my office. You're hired. Thank you. I, I mean, I'm as qualified as the guy they got now. Who basically, he was a janitor for the Saints. It's a lot like the uh, Jim Ross situation janitor for the and, and the Cubs. Huh? They, the Cubs just hired Jim Ross, who was a he was a, a pitcher. He had a great was, great barbecue sauce. It was between it was between Jim Ross and the janitor. Okay. And they're like, well, the, the, we we have a fun nickname for the uh, the the bald guy. We call him Grandpa. So we, the, the the man the janitor we just call Stinky. So it's between Stinky and Grandpa. Well, Stinky's probably not good for our marketing. Let's hire Grandpa. So they hire this this Grandpa fella. And now he's the uh, the uh, head um, cheerleader for the Chicago Cubs. Let and- me tell you, something that really pisses me off with the Chicago Cubs uh, hiring of David Ross is fans that are just automatically like, yeah, sweet, Grandpa Rossi's back. Woo, here we go. It's going to be great. It's Grandpa Rossi. He's the coach. He's the manager now. Here we go. The second people that piss me off are the guys that are just dogging it and not even giving it a chance. Give it a damn yeah. chance. Oh, You're, not the guy's in the a loser. You're not in the front office with Theo and Jed. You're not up there. You haven't been around this team. You haven't been around him. You, you, maybe you don't know that he was known as the disciplinarian of the team when he was there for two years. He kept the guys in check. He's he a has bad been a backup catcher, catcher. He has been working for this his whole life. Give the guy a chance and don't shit on it. Everyone's like, you should have gone with that feller from Houston. And I say feller, I guess. I don't know why. But give it a little bit of time. Jesus. All right. And besides, I'm not done shitting on the Bears yet. I gave it 30 seconds to shitty give it decision. Some time. You're not in the I office. just gave it 30 You don't even seconds. know what David Ross can do. It's David Let's, Ross, pal. Come on. All right. Well, Jim David Ross. And is, it's obvious. Guy, been, he, I don't know why. Waste I, of time. I think that they only interviewed a bunch of other candidates. To, to get, get insights opinion. from yeah. them. That's, that's it. That's how sports work, Clark. It's brilliant. It, it's a, it's a yeah. great move. One day you'll be a Patriot fan, and you'll understand how See, the world exactly. works. Exactly. That is the, the Patriot way. Here's the thing. Word is that Josh Gordon is going uh, to be released here shortly because yeah. uh, they put him on the IR, but he's going to be cleared. Right. About two weeks. Then they have to drop him. Would you take a flyer on Josh Gordon? And is there a need for the Bears to? I don't, it seems like there's enough receiver weapons probably, yes, but I, I wouldn't would. mind having another one. I would. I don't. I don't know what our money situation is. I'm telling you, the Bears' cap is tight right now, man. It is. It is. Uh, you know, I, I don't know how much Madden reflects reality, uh, but I know if you play Madden and you go into next season, you don't have any cap to even re-sign uh, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Really? So I mean, you got to start making some cuts. And obviously, we there, can find that information. Well, too. We're, you're, yeah. you're going to cut Kyle Long, right? I mean, he's yeah. done. Probably you're going to you're going to you're, there's probably some money on that offensive line. That's just dwindling away. Uh, I think you spent too much money on receivers to begin with. 
Uh, you know, Anthony Miller think, had a bounce back uh, a game this week. Yeah, uh, he's starting he, to get he, had a, he had a couple confidence. catches out there. That was nice to see. Um, Gabriel's been useless. Robinson, again, we said it last week, he's the number one receiver. It's back. You know, if, if you're a DraftKings player, there's a guy who's a number one receiver who's priced as a number two receiver. So, little hint there. Always Miller play David Robinson. Three yards for six – or three, three three catches for 67 yards, and he caught all three of his targets. Robinson, uh, five receptions, seven targets for 62 yards. Taylor Gabriel, four catches for 53 yards. A decent day. Salmo is hot, baby. Six – four out of six he caught that came at him. Montgomery uh, – Caught more than uh, than Cohen. He got four compared to the three, but they had Not 12 bad. yards compared to 37 of Cohen. We do have a call, Clark. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do, do you want to take it right now? Is oh, it's up to you. I just want to make you aware of it so the guy's not sitting there for It was 20 about minutes. 20 seconds that he was there. All right, well, I'm just saying. All right, we're going to go to the caller in the 312. Caller, uh, what is your name and where are you calling from? Guys, it's Elijah from Houston. How are you? Elijah, hello, Houston. The uh, baseball is treating your city really well at this time. Oh, that's right. They got the the whole thing going on. Yeah, with the World Series. Yeah. Yeah, it's a shame that I can't. I, I despise the Astros for their whole closer situation, but that's a whole other story. <laughs> All right. Do you, Do you catch any of the joy from people around? I mean, or or the news or anything like that? Like, are there a lot of people pretty excited about baseball, or a lot of people pretending to be excited about baseball? This is one of the worst rainy weather or a rainy day or whatever. They, fair weather. There, there we go. Fair weather fans uh, that I've ever seen. Um, okay. There is no no room for any losses or anything like, so like that. They, people drop them like a hot potato. So it was actually quite funny after those first two games that they dropped and how bad they dropped them. Uh, people were pretty much giving up. And yeah, it, it, it's been kind of cool to see. So it's uh, <laughs> it's all hope in that. Okay. Uh, it, it, it appears nobody wants to win at home. So I'm going to gather uh, you didn't want to discuss the World Series. Hello, Al. I think you might want to start watching because uh, they tried to distract the Astros pitcher last night uh, out there in Houston, uh, Garrett Cole. Uh, there were two gals behind home plate that uh, that flashed it. Nice. Wow. They have since been banned from baseball oh, stadiums. Oh, come on. Now. See, I knew it. Yeah, you're tra- These women are the best thing that ever happened to that boring-ass sport no one cares about. And also, who who actually handles hot potatoes? I've never in my life grabbed what? a hot potato <laughs> Wait, to drop. All right. Have well, you? I, just, I think you wanted to join in on the Bears like, talk. When I'm, when I'm making I, I, mashed potatoes I, I, and I boil no. up a bunch of potatoes, I don't reach into the water and grab them and go, ooh, this is hot, and drop no, it. No, no. I use a fork or I wait till it cools down. Or you... you you, you dump it into the uh, – you, you, you skim it. You, you get the water out. What, what do you call those things? A coliander? Uh, sure. sure. I don't know. Whatever. whatever yeah, 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 yeah. Elijah, did I, you I, want to I, talk I, about I have, Chicago I have grabbed and dropped a baked uh, potato. When they're, baked, when they're baked, they stay hot for much longer than you anticipate. Uh-huh. And so I have grabbed one uh, and, and, and have dropped it. Yeah. Quickly, All right. Well, I can say you're, you're the uh, you're, you're the reason for the hey, same. If you've ever dropped a hot potato, give us a call seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. Leave a comment on special Facebook. you, Lou. We want to know what's going on. Let's talk about the bear. <laughs> oh, jeez. Light Let's it up. Let's talk about the bears, Elijah. Oh, so first of all, Clark, it, it feels so good to finally hear the hate and the anger in your voice that me and that me and Al have been uh, harnessing hey, for man. for. For years now, it's it's good. Welcome, it, it's well, welcome to hate. Uh, to quote one of my favorite, uh, I try to quote not. one of my favorite bands, uh, "Anger is a gift." Okay, 
that keeps on giving, but, my friend. I, I try oh, to not. Man. It happens, and it does, but it, it's just so damn frustrating, man. So, so first of all, I, I hate to say I told you so, but even if you go back into the archives, uh, once we hired Pace, I, I, I called the same show and uh, said that I was pessimistic about the hire. One, because of where this guy was in charge of New Orleans uh, hiring uh, uh, of scouting, and yeah. uh, the, the team was not doing very well at all. Uh, in fact, I don't even think they made the playoffs back when he was still scouting for them. Look, he's gone, and now you know the uh, the, the Saints are where, where they're at. So I've never been a Pace fan. I said, uh, I believe I sang his praises for the whole Mac trade, which I still back up. But sure. uh, I, I, this guy hasn't really shown me too much of, of his scouting. And, and you know, I'm not so upset that he traded for or that he drafted Mitch. I'm pissed that this dude went up one spot to then trade him. And, and I said in your comments, you had Mahomes, you had Watson, and I believe yeah. Prescott was in that draft as well. I would gladly yeah. take second, third, or fourth prize if, if my Mitch Trubisky went away. So I still don't understand why you, why you do that, unless you feel like this is the only guy who has any chance. And, and for him to well, had- up. <clears throat> You're absolutely right. There's no other reason to do that unless you 100% believe this guy is the next uh, this guy's baby Jesus, and I mean, you got to have the savior on the team, or, or he's going to be on someone else's team. And uh, they must have truly believed that, and that is terrifying. If we're going to move forward and let this guy pick another quarterback for us, do we think? Not only did it... go ahead. Do we think there's any chance that uh, other Bears management ownership, the McCaskey family, has input on on who they draft? No. None, no, whatsoever. None. They no. are no. they are a mom and pop shop who let the football operations run the football operations, which is which has hurt them in the past uh, because sometimes they put too much faith in in bad people. And okay. uh, I'm just asking because other teams do. I mean, the Dallas I mean, Cowboys. Uh, don't forget, this is a team that hires a consulting agency to hire the general manager. Okay. Okay, and, and and I'm not I'm not so terrified about them swinging a miss on Mitch. That is in itself an atrocity, and then trading up. What I'm terrified about is how did you miss out Dak, Mahomes, yeah. and Watson so badly that you yeah. traded it up? That's that's. I mean, you got to think this guy cannot evaluate quarterback talent. No, no. Running. He's he's a guy who who probably believes in numbers. And, and believes in um, stats and well, number one, hand size of a quarterback is, is a direct component to success in the NFL. And Mitch's hands—if you want to get into matrix—Mitch's hand size wasn't right for for the job to begin really? with. Really? So, I mean, there's correlation there that, that this guy's hands were too small to begin with to even be quarterback. So even if this guy is a numbers guy, he's not looking at the right matrix, and, and, and the whole thing's a disaster. And, yeah, I don't, I don't trust him uh, whatsoever. And now I would disagree with the point that he even ran the numbers on Mitch because according to Hub Arkish and one of the post games I was listening to, Mitch Trubisky is the uh, NFL quarterback drafted with the lowest amount of playing time in college ever. Sure. Sure. I, he likes like in any round drafted in any position. 
That's what they said. I, I don't know if they went into details of the first round or not, mm-hmm. but I just thought it was interesting that he, and I, yeah. from what I heard, and again, the memory's not good, that Maybe he did not, not even play yeah. an entire year his last year, and that's well, all the ex- college experience that he had. As I was saying earlier, he he couldn't get the job from a guy who ends up not even playing in the NFL or, or, or basically getting on scout teams, uh, a guy who wasn't drafted. And he took over an offense, and he didn't elevate it. So that's concerning. I mean, right there is a red, red flag where, you know, the other guys had a body of work to look at, and he was trying to be the smartest guy in the room. He saw the guy's arm strength or, or, or something about him, mechanics, and said, okay, this guy – is under the radar. He is going to be the superstar, and there's just not enough uh, supporting evidence there, so nobody's looking at him. But again, then why would you even trade up? Because you have to know he wasn't going to be the guy who was going to be drafted first. But anyways, the the whole thing is ugly. Yeah, we could beat that dead horse uh, till the cows come home. Do you have have an answer? Now, if you're beating a horse... (laughs) <laughs> Don't you think the cows would look at that and stay away? I mean, if I'm an animal, even even with the low intellect of a cow, and I see a guy with a with a hammer or a bat beating down uh, like uh, Miranda Lambert taking uh, bats to headlights, I, I would I would walk away. I wouldn't come home. I had none of these uh, things until I came down to Texas, and they're all about them. So I've, I've inherited that. Uh, that's true. They do have some good idioms. You've got to pick up on some of the better ones because Texans do have a good way of speaking. Guys, yes, sir. According, yes, to, sir. Uh, according to Mark Beckhoff, Ph.D., in this article from November 2nd, 2017 for Psychology Today, uh, science shows that cows are bright and emotional well, individuals. Well, there you go. They see a horse getting beaten. Mm. They're, they're heading the other way. See, they're there heading you. for the hills, my friend. There you go, Al. Just thought I'd tell you that much. Uh, where do we go? What What's in the future? What can you do to correct uh, maybe the quarterback position, Al? Uh, Elijah? I guarantee you that that article right there has funding or is is somehow correlated to to uh, people who are uh, vegetarians. All right. Yeah, they, want, they want to prove that cows are emotional and smart I, I th- so think, that we wouldn't eat them. I think you're probably right. I will I will Google on Fake news, my go. friend. I will Fake Google news. On. You know what? This brings up a good point. Elijah, you might know this as well. Do you know that the uh, the guy uh, back in the, like, the 70s and 80s, there was a guy who did all these studies. He's brilliant and everything. That uh, just let your kids wait uh, to get potty trained. Because back in the 50s, 60s, like they were potty trained early, early potty training. This guy wrote articles about how let them wait. They'll when they're ready, they'll be ready. Do you know who funds that guy who says let the kids wait to be potty trained? The diaper is Pampers. Pampers. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yep, absolutely. Pampers. Yeah, unbelievable. I I'll get to the bottom and, of this one over here. What do we do in the future? Oh, go ahead, Elijah. Well, I was going to say, uh, Al, we can talk about potty training as well. I got very lucky with both my daughter and my son. But uh, interestingly enough, there yes. Uh, both awesome. of them were poo potty trained by two, uh, pee potty wow. trained by uh, two and a half with my daughter. My, we're still waiting on my son, but you know, there's, better the, there's, yep. I'd rather have them poo trained for sure. It's it's been a it's been a blessing. So well and done. you think you never get excited about shit in a toilet uh, until you have a kid. Yeah, it's you, you, you celebrate like you celebrate it's it's not high fives and all everything. Hey, listen, I played The Sims. You do have to you do have to uh, potty train the youngins. <laughs> The pain in the ass. You want to you want to sit on the computer and write a novel, and instead you're you're in the bathroom potty training some uh, little child. 
Yeah, how dare, how dare they? Hey, how long do you think it's going to take uh, the Cubs to potty train uh, Jim Ross? David Ross. David Ross. You, you know, I, I don't know much about that uh, that hiring. Um, I, that's, I found that an interesting talk between uh, both of you. To me, he seemed like an easy mouthpiece for uh, the the uh, for Theo, uh, while yeah. while while uh, uh, Joe was seemed to be. If he didn't agree with it, he wasn't going to do it. Um, that's just the way my take was, but it's tough from half a country yeah. away. I don't know. I, I, I am a little bit optimistic about it. You heard me mention earlier. I His press conference today, I was impressed with, of course, and I just reading more and more articles about who he is as a guy and who he is, who he was as a player. That That means a lot to me. Now, I understand the argument of wanting somebody with more experience as a coach at any level. I, I get it completely, and, and may, maybe that's right, but I can't completely shit on it right now. I'm not optimistic about it, but I did see an optometrist today. Oh. How'd that go? Eh, just uh, blurry. Still blurry? You know, the whole – I'm starting to think that whole thing's a scam. You know, it's like going to Jiffy Lube, and then they tell you you need a new engine. Right. Yeah. I don't know. I got dry eyes. Is, uh, I guess I need a slight subscription, did prescription. He- you had a hole in your ozone layer on your Yeah, eye. yeah, the, the ozone has a hole in it. Did that close up? No, I, I still got to see the uh, surgeon, and they hand you the card of the guys you got to see, and I'm sure they're getting a cut of the referral. And uh-huh. these guys are like three shysters selling uh, uh, injury claims on late-night television. Okay, well, uh, do, you, do you feel like you need to get this fixed and addressed? I mean, I'm going to look into it. I got a hole in my eye. Yeah, all right. Good luck. I really hope Thank you. You can't take advantage of the uh, new Illinois – medicinal marijuana with it you know i think that's part of the problem they they ask you a bunch of questions about psoriasis and you know do you look at computer screens with the whole whole dry eye thing and i'm thinking to myself god i wonder how much it, if it has anything to do with all the weed i smoke huh. that dries the eyes right up but also you do look at te- at, at screens a lot right? i do yeah, at work absolutely. you're you're on a screen all day at work you're at home, yeah, I'm yeah, doing yeah, the draft yeah. games when I got home, or I'm writing. Yeah, it's. Uh, you should look in. They have those yellow glasses or whatever that are. Well, I, I'm supposed to get the the blue light tint on them. Okay, all right. Well, well good luck with that, um, Elijah. An update on uh, on my blood pressure is that uh, I had one of my pills was doubled by the new doctor last week, so uh, I oh, think dear. we're getting that back under control. Yeah. Uh, do yeah. they include the diuretic? Do they include the diuretic yet? Uh, no. Not not yet. Ah, okay. So yeah, yeah, that's that's definitely the that's the next step because your body will get accustomed to the to the dosage and your blood pressure will rise again unless you make any. I got a job. Uh, changes. You are a fat bastard. I've got to drop a little bit of weight. And like, I mean, I get exercise. I lead bicycle tours. I get more than ten thousand steps a day. I don't. I don't know. It's in the family. Diet. My parents have it. It's all about all right. diet, man. Diet and genetics. I got pretty scared when I saw that top number uh, hitting 175, 180. I'll Whoa. tell you that much. That bottom number was hanging out at 110, my friend. Oh, this is interesting. Dude, that's stroke, uh, that's stroke blood yeah. pressure right there, man. Yeah, 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 it is. Uh, we're doing okay, though. We're, we're good. Good. Uh, good. What so, about, so how do I – How long, how how long before this Bears thing is fixed? I'm going to go with Hal, and I'm saying at least four years. Um, pace to me doesn't seem to be the answer. I do put the loss on Maggie 100%. Not only was him not running, and I think you run 
Uh, I disagree with Al. You got to run toward the end. But the play call to run the ball twice, call your timeouts. I mean, we we literally had two penalties, almost eight plays within the 10-yard line, and we still couldn't put it in. But second down, no timeouts, maybe 30 seconds left, this guy runs the ball. Why the hell would you run the ball with no timeout? So now we have to wait. A, now we have to waste a third down, spiking yep. the ball, so that fourth down yep. we can hit a field goal. Give me two pass plays. Give was me it a two design run or? And I'll take it. Was it a design run or was it just Mitch taking off? Um, no, I think he handed it off to Montgomery. Yeah, it, it was a designed run. He uh he he got called on it in his press conference today, and he was like, "Oh, that's a good point." Like he straight up. That one he, he admitted to. As far as in his press conference, he doubled down again today that absolutely they're going to they're gonna down the ball and kick it there at the end. And, again, you don't fault him for that that much. Do you know how much – like just being 10 yards, 5 yards closer is a more probable make. Like if you're playing the numbers game, why – it is more probable to do that. Let me tell you, because fumbling it, if you want some stats on that, I have I, – here it is. Uh, the fumble risk. Uh, that they had with 43 seconds left at the Chargers 21 uh, from in similar situations from 2015 to 2019 in the final minute needing a field goal to tie or win between the opponents 25 and 15 yard lines teams have rushed 48 times and had zero fumbles zero Mm. fumbles in the last four years doing that how much of a risk is a fumble at that point. Can you check the Google machine and see what the uh, what the odds are of getting a that's false from, start? That's from Mark Potash right there. What about a false start? What's that? What about a false start penalty? Um, I, I have not yet seen that. However, I, I bet that the odds are in your favor that you're not going to get a false start. I don't know. They don't happen. What about, what about a tackle for a loss? What's that? A TFL. What about a TFL? Um. Possibly, it's it's possible, but they've been running the ball against so, the Chargers. Run it, run the. Okay, defense. I, I I I know I know it's been a while since you guys have put on the pads, uh, but think about Thank yourself you. in this situation, and you're in this huddle, and you got about 40 seconds left, and the call comes in. You know, you're you're alignment. You're thinking, okay, come on, we can get ourselves a little bit closer, right? And you're thinking, uh, you know, we 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 got this, you know, and then it comes in. Hey, we're going to victory formation. I don't know about you. I'm pissed. Like, what do you mean we're going to victory? That doesn't show me, any faith, any faith in your linemen, none. In your running none. back, in your in your young, impressionable quarterback. One hundred percent. One hundred percent. It was it was a it was a bad look, and the whole thing was was just. I, I mean, I think Nagy is, is is really starting to lose the locker room. I mean, something like that. Even if I was on the bench watching, I'd be, I would be questioning the coach. And, and the fact that – and so how do I change this quarterback thing? I say you just play with Mitch for another year and then see who's on the free agent. I mean, uh, I think Mariota probably might be on a free agency. Do you trade for that uh, backup for 49ers that you said? I thought that well, was – Now you're talking about two, two years. Two years of a, a journey, man. I mean, it's, it's, yeah. I mean, you have to though, cause you, you don't have a first round draft pick. So, mm-hmm. you know, even if you take even if there's a guy you love and you are going to try out and I think they will do this and let's say they take a third round, a quarterback in the third round who who's fallen, um, you still need a quarterback for your team. It's not going to be Mitch. So you are going to have to go out. You have very limited money left. 
So now you cannot fix the offensive line. Whatever they spend at quarterback, if it's a guy you've heard of, if it is a Mariota, you're going to spend, you know, you're not going to break the bank on him. You're going to be able to afford him. But the Bears are so tight under that cap, now you have no money left to address the offensive line. So Mariota, who, who is terrible under pressure, is, is going to be in the exact same situation with very similar receiving core, and you're going to expect difference, and you're not going to get it. So now you're talking about, again, if the defense stays what it is, six to eight wins. So you're drafting – you're not getting the elite quarterback. You're getting another chance at another, you know, a misfire. You're going to get the second or third QB on a list, and – I I don't know, man. It, it's purgatory. That's where we're at. Well, NFL, so, I, and I and I agree with you. And I'm not right? saying Mariota. I'm not saying no, Mariota no, no. is the answer. Oh, I agree. But I, but I know what you're what, saying. We got to find somebody, what, and we will. What, what, intri- but, what intriguing thing that I said that I that I heard about that draft pick, and I'm wondering if there's talks in the back office now, where Nagy is saying, dude. This guy sucks. I cannot win with this guy. And so I'm sure uh, Case said, okay, look around the NFL. What do you think we can get and who do you want? And I'm wondering if Nagy is even picking out. Because, you know, at this point, if I'm the GM and I'm Nagy, he's pissed. He doesn't want another quarterback to, to screw up his one chance of being a head coach. I'm wondering if Nagy handpicked this guy. He's like, you know, let's see, what we, let's see if we can get this guy. You know, because right. – why would this – why, you know, now that we have Nagy underneath us, whether we draft a quarterback or we, we trade or do something, now he has – he should have some kind of input of who he thinks he can build up. And now this is your guy. So now if you fail, this is on you. You yeah. know, I've already screwed this one up. And so I thought that trade was intriguing. I didn't, I didn't hear about that until this, up, until this show, so thanks. Yeah, it's uh, – you don't have any – you. It's got to be a guy who who the team wants to get rid of because they're in the last year of a con- contract and they feel confident. They're either a team that's lost and can't move on or aren't concerned about their backup quarterback leaving them because we don't have any draft capital to spend to trade to begin with. So you got a cap situation. You have no uh, you don't have a lot of equity in the draft to begin with and now you're going to trade for for what? You know, it it's I think you have to ride this year out with Mitch regardless I mean if it's straight up Gabriel for another for who was it uh for the backup in with the 49ers yeah I I mean if it's straight up Bert Berthead for uh uh Berthead for for Gabriel then fine but otherwise I don't know I think Gabriel's even more valuable with kick returns than Burkhead might be, but again, you keep you keep throwing darts until something lands. Gabriel's not returning kicks. It's Cohen and uh, well, then get rid of him. Right. You're right. Get rid of him. All right. Yeah. Well, and, 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 to your, and, and to your point, I want to be throwing darts with my offensive-minded coach. You know, I don't want him right. to inherit the QB because because you guys said it last week. We're we're just always out of sync with everything. A GM inherits a crappy G, uh, a GM inherits a crappy coach. Guess where the coach gets the coach he wants? Then that coach almost always inherits some crappy uh, uh, QB that, that he gets inherited. It's, it's never. Man, I would love to have one year where the GM, the coach, and the quarterback, or you know, you hire the GM, he hires the coach, and the coach figures out who the quarterback is. I mean, it's it, it's unbelievable how everything is just always one 
step out of sync with the Bears in, in getting people. Adam Schefter's tweet said 49ers have gotten inquiries on backup quarterback C.J. Beathard, a name that's Beathard. Thank you, Beathard, a name that bears some watching at the trade deadline. Huh? Huh? A name that bears yeah. some watching at the trade deadline. Oh, so he didn't even I say trade. Trade. Did he capitalize bears? No, on the, but then on the radio show, locally, he meant he alluded to that. Oh, okay. So yeah. on the radio show, so those Slick, two things my together is that what is that what's going on? That's what I saw it on the Reddit. So I got to give credit over to Reddit on that. That's where I kind of found my way. But Reddit's wrong a lot. But once in a while, you, they nail it. Sure. Yeah. Just saying. That gives you a half a year with this new guy under your system. You continue to play Mitch to give him his his <sighs> uh, chance, quote unquote chance, uh, to 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 finish it up. You give this guy half a year. And then you have both of them battle out for for the game for the starter in preseason. That 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 brings me back into the fan. Who right uh? It's who's the guy Clark uh, um, uh, backing up the? Uh, well, he's injured right now. In for Minshew. Was that is that uh Foles? Nick Foles, who, who I believe knows the system Nagy runs. Uh, this poor bastard Foles can't get it. I mean, every time he goes to get a job, they, somebody takes it from him. You know, maybe he's worth a, a dart throw. Yeah, I don't know. Give me something because Mitch ain't it. Guys, I, I know I took a ton of time. I just wanted to make one more point, and I'll let you go and get you know with the rest of your show. Thank you for speaking with me. But one of the things that I've noticed is, you know, Mac was out last year for a bit, right, because he was hurt. Yeah. The defense – Sure, they took a step down, but they were still able to perform. Uh, but once Hakeem Nixka went out, this defense has fallen uh, hard. So to me, the the cornerstone of this defense, while while Mac is a good piece, to me, in, in seeing this injury is Hicks. And I think I think having a big body up there is what able is what's able to get Mac um, the, the the room to roam. Sure. Well, if you double team Mac, you're taking away a player, putting it on him, it opens the door for another player. And when you got a guy who's above average who could do the things that Keem Nicks does, uh, Nicks. yeah, he it makes for it makes for a much better defense. And then on top of it, I think Hicks is, is the run stuffer. He's the guy who who is the run guy. So yeah, without him, things are falling apart. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, so, so to me, I, yeah, to me, I, I could afford a, a missing of a Mac, but Hicks, no. I'm sorry. Yeah, ahead, I agree. Yeah, Elijah, I mean, so far it looks like there's nothing that goes against that saying. It's a tough injury. I was I was really hoping that they'd be able to have more of the next man up thing going on. They did stop the run, of course, you know, with the Gordon thing going on. I think he ended up with 30 yards, and he was by far the most out of all the running backs. Uh-huh. But, I mean – what does that mean? The Chargers have a lot going on there with the, with their own running game. Right. I know. Yeah. I don't know. Elijah, but, but, thanks but we, for uh, but, but we had no game. pressure. No pressure on Rivers. That was the thing that got me too. I mean, we didn't even touch the guy the entire yeah. game. And Rivers is one of those hot-headed QBs that once you start knocking the shit out of him, he starts to get pissed, and that's when he makes mistakes. Yeah. So. And he, I mean, he's old as dirt. He's old as dirt, and I think he has forty kids. <laughs> So speaking of potty training, I think that guy's last decade has been potty trading people. There you go. Hey, thanks so much for calling, Elijah. I, I appreciate uh, we appreciate hearing from you again. 
Absolutely, guys. And uh, go Bears, go down. Yep. All right. We delete one caller. That opens up a, a line for you. That's true. Give us a call. The number is uh, 760-454-8834. 760-454-8834. Uh, Kevin, over there on uh, Facebook, you said that's terrible, Clark. No idea what that's in reference to. Please uh, provide a little more. Probably your there. opinion on uh, John, John Ross. Ross. What? Who's John Ross? Uh, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals. That's right. Uh, Jim Ross, the uh, nope. skipper of the Cubs. David Ross. Uh, whatever. Jim Ross is the barbecue sauce guy. Uh, and did you see the other comment there? No, I'm trying to get back to it, but it's impossible to get to the page. Uh, Nathan says the 49ers are shopping Solomon Thomas. He's a defensive tackle. Uh, he, do you think the Bears could not ruin the former first-round pick? Uh, Mac and Thomas is a nice pair. I mean – I just don't know what kind of money they have to put yeah, in yeah. there, and, and what are they going to give up for a defensive tackle? It's about it's about equity, and they they have so much money they need to spend what on the offensive line, which is the most expensive uh, position in football. Um, y- you know, you have Hicks, who's great, who who is going to do the job anyway. So uh, I I wouldn't want to. I would be upset if they grabbed a defensive in- tackle, regardless of how much talent. That's more of a Bill Belichick. Uh, reclamation project and if the bears are are not saying they're shopping taylor gabriel but if he was the guy that that was thought of it might being traded uh you're not going to trade him for a defensive tackle to them because the 49ers they just traded for emmanuel sanders like are they really trying to load up on that many receivers well they might be dart throwing with the receiving too. you know yeah absolutely i mean kenny sanders is a big deal kyle shanahan being there is an offensive-minded dude so yeah who knows? Emmanuel Sanders big? Well, it's a big deal. I mean, he was a large percentage of uh, Denver's target share. Yeah. And uh, you move him to uh, the 49ers, um, you know, it just uh, it's, a, it's an interesting fantasy play. I'm sorry. I'm getting into fantasy game theory. but Well, I mean, that's kind of where I, I wouldn't mind going. I mean, we already touched on the, the Cubs thing. I mean, hell, we've done a pretty easy hour there on the Bears. Clark, I took 28th out of uh, 230,000 people this week. Really? Yeah, in a 50-cent game. Okay. But oh, Well done. Thank you. That's good. So I'm back in the top 50 in mass tournament play. Feels okay. good. What does that one pay? Well, it was a 50-cent team. I think I got $20. Okay. Right. Now, first place is five grand. So All I'm right. obviously playing. I needed to, to win 28 more spots, and I would have been fine. But If you could – you want oh. – in that league, like you play 150 teams, right? Mm-hmm. At 50 cents a pop. In that one, how many? Uh, I mean, how many teams are you hoping to place in the 20 to 80 range? Like, well, all of them would be right. the correct answer. Absolutely. All 150, I want in that all 20. Right. right now, you've done it once. Like, is that your best by how much? Like, what, what's your best finish besides 28? 28th is my best finish in a. Uh, on a tournament over 100,000 people this year, for sure. And you've just been playing this way for only a couple of weeks, a couple of few weeks? Well, I've been playing this way for years, but I've upped the size of my team. I mean, the 150 team in the, versus in the 50 cent league. Yeah. All right. It's a small I used to play. Still. I used to play 20. I used to play 60 teams. Right. But I would enter 20-man tournaments, 20-team tournaments. So you're only allowed 20 teams. Now I'm moving to mass teams. I'm playing other guys who are playing large fields, and I'm playing 150 teams. Okay. Okay. See, like if I was playing the dollar tournament at a hundred, and I would have gotten twenty eighth place, that would have been like a grand. 
Yep. So, but you can't look at it like that. Yeah, I know, but you you have to. Like maybe I misspent. Uh, how you spend your money in gambling, especially in, in in the fantasy football, knowing what games you're buying into. Like if you're a dude and you're playing one team, yeah, don't enter a tournament where you can you're allowed 150 teams because guys like me are playing 150 teams and and we know what we're doing to craft them properly. Right, 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 right. And then it becomes the lotto. What I'm saying is you're playing with 150 teams because you want to place a lot more teams in the money than you did before. That's the goal here. Right. And you have a lot more options, but are you spreading yourself so thin using so many different combinations that aren't the winning combination? Do you, can you run into problems there? Or do you feel like you're still refining that craft of finding your perfect team every week? No, it, it's because I'm running, whether I'm running 20 teams or I'm running 150 teams, I'm playing from the exact same pool of players I've identified as uh, potentials to win the game, to win a tournament this week. Okay. So, you know, like I'll identify a guy like uh, uh, Galladay, who, I mean, it wasn't, a, it wasn't a genius pick. I think like 12% of players was playing Galladay. But in tournaments, if I have 150 teams, I go, okay, I think, I think Galladay is going to have a big day. I think they're going to shut down. The guy who had the three, the four touchdowns the week before, Mike Jones or Marvin Jones, whatever the hell his name is, and and Galladay is going to be the guy who's going to put up the big points. So if I know, which you do know, you know, there's projections of uh, tournament percentage. If I know 15% of the field is going to play Galladay, and I'm only running 20 receivers, right? I'm going to play him say in 40% of my lineups. Okay. And then when he goes off. He's mixing with all those other elements, all those other possibilities. Right, because you're playing him 40% of the time. That, that means out of the 150, uh, 40, 50? That's 50 Yeah, seems about right. So you're playing him 50 times, give or take. Uh, and you got to understand. And when now I, you have 50 different lineups to go in with him, and, and when knowing I, that he's going to go off. Right, and when I'm building lineups – you know game stacks. You know you know uh, you know the big stack of the quarterback. There's correlation between quarterback and uh, receiver. Yes. So uh, I am generating 150 teams, but I'm generating 150 teams based on say 10 game stacks. Okay. You know, and some of them are full game stacks where I'm running a quarterback, a receiver, uh, you know, a running back, and then I'm running it back with the opposite teams. Uh, um, the opposite team's uh, uh, wide receiver, number one, and uh, I'm building that around many other teams, and uh, you get 1%, and then you get a 50% chance of getting a 20% of getting the 10% to uh, beat Kurt Angle. Men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at Small Joe, and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. Rick Steiner. But I'm a genetic freak. And I'm not normal. Scott Steiner. So you got a 25% at best at beat me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. Math is his game. At sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percent 
I got 141. Exactly. Two thirds chance of winning. And then next thing you know, you, you're taking 28th in the tournament. I, you know, you you played this before on the show, and I played it, and you know, you hear it once in a while out out and about. Yeah. But I forgot how long he went on with nonsense of man. Oh my! It's my favorite wrestling from home. It, it is. It's just about he calls him a fat ass. I think it I is. Love it. At the end, he's like, uh, "Would you rather go home with a genetic freak like me or Samoa Joe's fat ass?" So it's Big Papa Pump, Scott Steiner, wearing his garb over his head with a mini Papa Pump. I don't even know yeah, who that is. Know, in TNA from 2008. Uh, looked at the full thing up on YouTube, and you, you're going to be happy. Absolutely. So Nathan, who's a 49ers fan, has clarified. It's beat hard. Thank you. I appreciate that. And uh, he says he's a younger uh, Brian Hoyer. Okay. So you well, want Brian Hoyer? I, I would take a younger Brian Hoyer. Okay. Maybe. At least have him on the bench over Chase Daniel. I believe. I don't. I don't think Chase Daniel is. He's a great number two. Sure, if you have a solid number one, right? Who isn't going to get hurt, or who isn't going to fail? No, That's I it. think. I think he's a guy who could go in for two, three games. If, he, he could come in in the middle of the game, really. If well. he went into the uh, New Orleans Saints with that offensive line and filled in, and was asked to do what uh, what their backup has been doing, I think he he would have a good chance at it. But he has no upside. He's completely a floor play. I love the way he puts it. As a Niners fan, Beat Hart is a great teammate, but he's just a younger Brian Hoyer. Yeah. But he's just, we don't need like, better teammates. I don't know. Maybe that's fine. Yeah. I, well, no, I agree with him. It, it, it's another, I, I don't want more wonderful people in the locker room. I don't want shitheads like uh, the, the Bennett boys, but uh, I, I, will, uh, I will take uh, uh, um, a quarterback who's not the nicest. Although Mitch has no leadership whatsoever. It doesn't seem like it, does it? I mean, no. He has yeah. not one quality. I'm not, not in that locker room. Quality. I'm not going to speak out of turn here, but it just certainly doesn't seem like it. I don't. I, I think I've gotten here, man. I, I think that I'm quicker. I think I let Cutler. Uh, I stayed with Cutler for a long time. Right. Actually, I'm long. still with him a little bit. <laughs> Bring them back. Fine, like hey, come come and throw a couple balls for the for the team here locally. But uh, that burned me. I stuck with him much longer yeah. than anybody. Maybe not anybody. Maybe a little bit longer I, than you. You were around I for was, a while. I, I stuck with him way too long too. Yeah, and I, we we felt it now. So yeah, right now it's like no, let's cut bait on quarterback while we can. And uh, and if, quite frankly, I think Cutler had something like a six year contract. That cutting him didn't make any sense to do. Sure. Yeah, no, you had to stick with him. You I mean, knew, he was just an average quarterback, and that's all you were going to get was yeah. an average quarterback. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Uh, Mitchell here uh, playing right now. What They've played seven games. There's another nine left in the season. Yeah. A lot of games to, to help figure out what to do. If it's not going to work this year, at least next year you're playing on a fourth, you know, a, a, a fourth place schedule. You see what I mean? Like yeah. next year, it's going to be an easier schedule. Is there a way that you can kind of put a bandaid on all of this thing? Can you throw some duct tape around it and give it a fix? I got to pull up my. I wonder if I can get my fantasy from this week. So, I've been profitable in tournaments like for three weeks now, and most players aren't good at tournament. You know, it's it's the lotto ticket. You're buying a chance to win big money. Right. Uh, but most guys don't make their money back on tournament. As a matter of fact, most of the time I do lose about 80% on tournament play, or I'm sorry, 20%. I recoup about 80. Um, where now I'm actually making money off of the tournaments. It's just slight. 
So when you wager in a tournament, the smart thing to do is run it back because you have such risk here. You run it back with a cash game. Right. And most good players who make money on a weekly basis are cash game players. Good cash game players. I am shit at cash game. I would have I would have made good money this week if my cash game would have hit because I made a little bit of money on tournament uh-huh. and I'm basically the same amount of money pays the money I win in the cash game pays for the amount I risked in the tournament. So if I would have went ahead and won cash, including our game, I would have had a really I would be dancing right now. But you know, I uh, it didn't happen. Now I do wonder my number one receiver, and I don't know how this happened. I don't know what I was thinking. My number one receiver with something like a third of lineups or a quarter of lineups. I think about twenty five percent. He was on my teams. Was fucking Woods, who gets in, who gets the concussion ten minutes into Cooks. my. Uh, was it Cooks? It Cooks. was Cooks. You're right. Yeah. Cooks gets the concussion. 10 minutes into my red zone experience. Oh, and I look, I'm like, shit. oh, Woods goes down. I probably have him at like 12%. I look, and he's at he's at 25, and he's like second to highest. I'm like, oh, That man. stings. The injuries will, so will sting you. My next three um, receivers hit. They were, all, uh, they were all big plays, and they had a huge percentage of ownership. And then Montgomery I played a lot of who had something like 1% of ownership. Giving you a huge Great advantage play. against the field. Great so, play right there. Thanks for bringing that up to me, by the way. I, I played him. It didn't help. Yeah, I saw. But, I saw you played him. I'm oh like, yeah. Oh, Clark's being a homer. I'm being smart. But I didn't stack him. Like like you had mentioned that you played you, you played a little bit of Mitchell Trubisky out there. I did. I had some Mitch tournament play. I stacked Robinson and Mitch. Yep. Yep. I I did that too in a tournament just based on what you said, but. In in our in our league in the, in our cash league, well, we call it a cash game. It's got nine guys. Um, I invited Farmer Chad to join us because I had I didn't know, but it tells me when somebody else has a lineup in. Yeah, one of my friends like, and I saw oh, that okay. he had a lineup somewhere, so I knew that we needed at least another guy maybe. So I I hit him up and he jumped in, and his text to me was, "Well, I'm going to jump in with the Sharks, huh?" And I was like, "Ah, oh, there's a there's a couple good players, that's for sure." He started out pretty strong. He was, yeah, he was, had, he, yeah, he, he was definitely strong. And I actually just forgot that Ed, man, uh, yeah, Ed, he, that he came back and got you. Oh, I saw him early. I in forgot the, it. I saw earlier in the day. I'm like, man, he's got that whole second. There's a lot of equity in that second yeah. half of the evening. Yeah, but I'm like, it can't go that well. Now, he played his his biggest contrarian play, and it was smart. Was uh, Coleman. Who ends up going off for four Dude, touchdowns? He went like how do how do you compete with that? Like the guy the guy went went complete ham, and uh, I was looking at a lineup there from from the league, and I was like, no, he didn't play him, but I was looking at Charlie Hogan's line. Yeah, that's different. Hogan, so yeah, there's Coleman. It, yeah, that's what did it. It breaks down when you do the league thing where we play weekly. Yeah, it breaks down uh, uh, the winners and the losers, and uh, your average uh, thing. Is it updated? It is updated. Yeah. So, in four games, guess who number one is on uh, average score? Is it Charlie Hogan? It is Alfred Ferdinand Larcher yeah. the third. Of course. With a hundred and ten point yeah. five, Ed uh-huh. has jumped up to second place. Okay. And uh, he's at a hundred and eight point five. Charlie Hogan. Right out of the cellar. Yet? I always uh, consider like, hey, he's okay. He's, he was, I think, third last week or second last week. He's now tied for third with the one Mr. Clark Lawrence. Oh, and, hey, I am back up there. 
And then Brandon, he's he's ten points behind the average. Uh, and then uh, Meyer, Cooley, and uh, uh, Brandon or uh, uh, Monty. So we've only been keeping stats for four weeks, but we've been playing all year. Right. Um, Ed's won now twice. He's the second two-time winner of the year. No. Uh, yeah. 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 Who was right. the first? Jake. Jake. Okay. And you've won once, I've won once, and some other people have won. It's being spread around. Winning once in a nine-person, you know, five-dollar league, uh, you you get you get to play for half the season just winning once. Right. Based off of that, it's pretty nice. It's a good it's a good league. It is. I'd like to add more people to the league. So if you're interested, if you play DraftKings and you want to get in with the Sharks, let us know. Some really good players. Uh, Shoot us a comment. You can leave a you can leave a message. Uh, on our Facebook page or on uh, on Twitter at Larcher Lawrence. I Twitter. always feel like you're. I always feel like Ed's a really good player. Like he he knows what he's doing. He gets the game. He, he has good good. He's a, he's a football fan. You and know. I, and I can get lucky. I feel like you hit the button really well. I do. And I it hit. generates. You listen. You hear one thing, and you're like, I'm going to do that stack. And I'm going to go. Generate. I'm going to go look at the top five stacks on this one guy's article, and I'll pick one of those. And now I I obviously do a lot of work in dra- on fantasy. I do four hours a day. You spend 30 hours a week? Yeah. 30 hours a week on DraftKings. That's what I thought. Like, you're you're a professional DraftKings. You have two jobs. I play at a pro level. I do. Uh, It doesn't mean I'm I'm a pro. It doesn't mean uh, anything. But I I play with the tools. I use the same tools as pros. That's a lot of work. And I put a lot of time into it. That's a lot of work. So you think you would be better at it. I, I agree. This is why I don't invite you to come watch the Bears with me, because you don't have time. It uh, it does feel good, like knowing my average is high because somebody who puts the time in should have a good high average. Now, I will say your buddy, Absolutely. your buddy Chad, who I hope keeps playing with us. Um, I'm gonna try to get. Is he on Facebook? Uh, he's not. He's not there on Facebook. Okay. All right. Well, but, uh, then yeah, he had the lowest average, so that that's good to see the the fresh fish. Uh. Well, he was the first one. It was his first week. Right. Exactly. That fresh fish is staying at the bottom. Uh, but not by much. He is. He's got uh, three or four points for being in the in but he fifth didn't, place. He didn't finish last in the week, so that other guy must have had an off week. The guy who finished behind him. Yeah. Uh, Barkley was a fine play, right? Like he got enough. It just wasn't didn't blow things up. Fournette, that was uh, you played him, I, I believe, as well. I play him every week. Um, this he's, he's on far, he's email. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, Tannehill ended up scoring enough. In his game, was he a popular play uh, throughout the tournaments? Did you notice? Did he come across your board at all? Who Tannehill? Tannehill, yeah. He okay. So in tournament, obviously, you want to go with low ownership. He was, cheap. he was a guy who was was on the cheap, and wow, Montgomery and real uh, cheap. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was one of the plays of the week. Hell there yeah. were a few of those receiver position. Uh, Murray, Murray was cheap. He wasn't dirt cheap. Like there was some risk into into buying him. I think he was in mid level, so a little under. Say what uh, uh, Carson got priced up to seven grand. I think I think Murray was at the five five to six five range, um, which would get you like a uh, Derrick Henry or uh, uh, Murray. But uh, yeah, if, if I would have had a little more time, I would not have spent money. Uh, even though it was only forty nine hundred dollars on Ty Johnson, right? Like, yeah, that was a dumb. Were play. you off of him? Absolutely everywhere? not on my team this week. In one hundred and fifty lineups, he was in zero. Holy shit! 
And that, that's what that's what the game is. That's what got me. You start minimizing that risk. That got me. That was terrible. Yeah, here's a guy who you got to remember before what's his name, uh, the guy who got injured, was injured. It was a committee running back situation, and he had to earn his way to that top spot. And you just you just knew the Lions weren't going to get it done. Uh, again, and, and it would look it looked like it was going to be a passing gun to me. So my my biggest goal every week, and obviously knowing where the points are going, is identifying what team. Is gonna, what game is going to be the shootout of the week? And that's where my stacks are going to come from. And there's the obvious shootout of the week, which I'm going to be on, but only a little bit because that's where everybody's going to be. you got to find the game that you don't – it isn't necessarily being called a stack. Vegas isn't doing it. Or Vegas is calling it a stack and people are ignoring it. And this week it was the Giants and it was the uh, Detroit. So I knew that game was going to shoot out. That's why Stafford was my quarterback. Yep. And I actually had him. I would have won our cash game, and I would have won big in cash. But Sunday morning, every Sunday morning, I screw up and I change my team because <laughs> I said I had Ingram as my tight end, okay? Uh-huh. And now I thought, well, Waller's $1,000 more if I could get to him. And I was playing in the Patriots defense. So I'm like, well, I could cut down on the price of the Patriots defense. So I cut the price of the, the defense. I moved up to get Waller which then I had more money to spend because I came off of the defense. Right. I had more money to spend at receiver, so I moved off of Galladay, spent up to get Lockett. And meanwhile, Galladay put up 32 points. Ingram, I think, was one of the higher-scoring uh, tight ends. Yeah, he did fine. Waller put up like five points. Yep. That whole, and, and then the Patriots' defense put up 21 points. So making that one move to spend up to get a player – it moved me off of the guy See, who would have won the tournament. You for have eighty percent, but his sixty-six and two-thirds percent you it's put it. in there, and yep, and it's done. Jesus, I'll be darned. And the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. Yeah, Mike Evans was a good play. I didn't play any Cup, who was the second. Mike Evans, I had about five percent. If I recall, two years ago, week nine and week ten were your big week. That's weeks, right. Or was it ten, 10 and, and 11. eleven? Ten and eleven. We're getting there, man. There we and, are. And I think you're finding something over here. I'm, I'm starting to click a little bit. I like it. I'm very happy. Uh, and I'll ride on those coattails. Um, I mean, let me know if you want me to put in a couple lineups for you. Uh, Thank you. So you can add more. Thank you. I'll, I'll do I, that on mine, but I just need a little bit of a cut. That's it. I'll, you know, it, it doesn't take much, but you can use my name and everything. I don't think I can say that out loud. Would DraftKings frown upon that? Probably. Who knows? Like you're farming out. You're, you're an entrepreneur. You're contracting out. I had another buddy who got uh, an email from DraftKings. They're very uh, what was the email there? Shit about he like, opened yours was because you tried to play from Japan, right? I I, I you even tried, tried to work your way around. I and used have a me help VPN out. and then, yeah, I yeah. called you. I was trying to get. I built a, like twenty lineups and I wanted to get them in. It was the playoffs, and uh, it was the year that you would kick some serious ass too. Yeah, yeah, like, it was. Yeah. So I wanted, I wanted to spend some money, and in Tokyo, you couldn't play DraftKings, and I tried to get around it, and DraftKings sent me a letter and uh, uh, almost suspended me. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. But do you remember why the other guy got a letter at all? Or? He, he actually it was the guy who, uh, who played one game in our, turn, in, in our game and then won it and then was never seen again. Oh, that motherfucker. Fuck him. <laughs> I want him to get more emails. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Email that guy. He, uh, he opened a second account to play our uh, game. And uh, he didn't know the – you know, a couple years ago, he opened a DraftKings account. Right. And then he did, couldn't get the password, so he just opened a second account. Okay. And, and they, they found – they're like, we know you have two accounts. 
Okay. And he's like, look, I didn't put any money on the other account. Oh, so he doesn't really play. <laughs> no, no, I don't think he's a big deal. Because he didn't even remember his old one. Right. They're like, oh, you have to. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, sure. That's good, though. They they should regulate it like that. I mean. Well, the problem yeah. is, like, I run 150 teams, and the tournament allows for 150 teams. If I had a second right. account, I could run 300 teams. Yeah. You know, if I want, I wouldn't do that. I mean, that's just too, that's too much, too much of a headache anyways. Uh, Absolutely. Because, Clark, you have to start, you can hand make all your teams, all 150 of them. I make, I hand make about 30. Um, and I, I, I build my shopping list. You know, I go, okay, these are the guys. This is the percentage I, I want, I'm comfortable with. But then, obviously, the rest of the teams, I, I have to mass produce using those stacks and the players I want. But I yep. can, can kind of control the percentages of how much I want a player. So let's say I, I generate 150 teams and 40% of them have uh, uh, Burkhead in that on um, as the quarterback. And I'm like, no, uh, you know, Beathead. he's Beathead's playing. You know, let's say he was starting. Method. I'm like, yeah, I want to give I want to give Beathead a shot here, you know, uh, this week, Tannehill. You know, I, I, but I don't want 40% of my lineups to be it. I'll push it back to 5%. But then by doing that, all of a sudden the uh, Russ Wilson Lockett stack increases. So now I got 40% of Lockett and I'm like, well, I don't know if I want to go 40% Lockett. Let me go 30% Lockett. So then I kick that down. So then it moves somewhere else. And next thing you know, you have this giant headache because you know, one guy's percentage is up here, but if you cancel it now, they can't create any lineups because the mathematical, you're in a mathematical flaw. Yeah, yeah. So then you got to start going, okay, I didn't really want to play a lot of uh, Derek Henry this week, but you know what? Derek Henry's going to be my guy. Elijah's still listening. He's over there on Facebook, and he he says, "How about we go the other route, and can we invest in you instead of doing it ourselves?" Yes, I. You know what? What do you need here? How, how do we invest in you? Let's see. One fifty times twenty. Okay. Hello. Uh oh. Series one well, fifty times dying. twenty. So I need three grand a week to play 150 teams in the Millie Maker. So <laughs> I could have gotten that. That was good. You know, three grand. Next time we should just ask somebody to call in and give us that answer. Oh, uh, my phone's dead now. Uh oh, oh, guys, we we don't have much time left here. This is uh, we're gonna get there. But anyway, three grand. I'm glad we got a camera because now I can't have a phone. Look at that. There you go. <laughs> so yeah, I need three. I need three grand weekly and. I think I can recoup most – like I said, I'll recoup about 80% a week. Let's have a really bad week. Then we're all fucked. But we'll get there. We'll get there. So, you know, I figure a grand from you, Clark, uh, grand from uh, a grand. Elijah, and a grand a from grand. me. We got this. A grand. Yeah. But then we'll split a million. Can I get a smaller percentage in on this? Like, I'm not looking to go yeah. thirdsies here. That's how the poker players do it. Yeah. Yeah. What, I, I give a little bit less? Well, I yeah, they sell percentages. We have more listeners. Elijah – I get somebody else in here. We get about 10 of us. And I'm not looking to make a million right now. Right, right, right. But like my percentage, you know, you could have, you could put in 50% and then have like 10 guys do the other 50%. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, right, so right, then you no, get you more of your percentage. cut, which you should. Like, I would probably want 60% ownership. So I would keep 60%. And, and then, then I, would sell sell, I would sell 40%. You're, you're the Vince McMahon. And you could buy as much of the 40 as you want. Yeah, yeah, it's stocks. I mean, it's... And then you'll sell your shares when you want to go buy a FanDuel team. Right. Or something like We're that. We're moving the FanDuel. Like, I, can't, I can't do both sides. Um, I have $10 that I need to spend there because I was able to sign up for my, my, my number crunchers. Yeah. 
by just putting ten bucks into FanDuel. Okay. And instead of spending sixty for the year, I spent ten. It was a no brainer. I cannot I stand keep... that term, by the way. What? You know, I've been picking no on terms all day. Yeah. If you don't have a brain, you're not capable of anything anyway. So you don't even need to be playing fantasy no, football. You, you have a lot more problems than you're brain dead. You're comatose. You're a vegetable. Vegetables don't need to play. No brainer doesn't mean that you don't have a brain. It means it's a brain where I don't have to. It, it's a move where I don't have to use my brain. It's incapable of having a brain. No, I don't have to use it. Like I need to use no and brain function. People, I don't need to use brain function. It doesn't mean that you don't have a brain, Al. And I have to, found that. Salespeople who use the term "no brainer" are about to screw you. Elijah's out. He says, "Never mind. He's good. He's out. He's done." No, I mean, if I could seriously sell percentages like that, that wouldn't be bad. Then I wouldn't have to play with my own money. And that is how I am pretty good. It is exactly exactly how poker poker players work. You get an investor. You get a. I forget what they call somebody bank a backer a bank bankroller somebody to bankroll. Yeah. Oh man. Uh you know, we've been really football heavy and, and fantasy football heavy lately. Do you what do you think about the professional wrestling as of late? I think it's mighty, mighty fine, yeah. Mighty fine. Um well one, you know, I meant to talk about this a couple of weeks ago and I didn't I didn't get a chance. And that was the uh what they're doing with Jushin Thunder Liger in New Japan. I've talked about this before. You know, where this guy, a year ago, he announced one year from now at, at, at in Japan at their WrestleMania in the Tokyo Dome, he was going to retire. So what they've done is he goes town to town, you know, because they run tours. They don't have television. They run tours. So he, they go to town to town like, all right, this is the last time Jushin Thunder Liger is going to play. Uh, but they broadcast a show from all those. Nagasaki. Right? Yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. And I think they actually do have a little bit of television. I'm not certain on that. Okay. Uh, you know, oh, we're going to Hiroshima. You know, uh, this is the last time he's there. And, you know, he has a fun match. He 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 doesn't necessarily win. It's not like they're making him this unstoppable force. Well, there's the other guy. There's Minoru Suzuki, who's the mean old grumpy man. And he has been upset. He's about the same age as, as Liger. He's upset that Liger's retiring, so any chance he could get, he kicks He kicks at him, he throws punches at him, he does anything he can to uh, agitate Liger. Okay. He's just being a bully to him constantly, who Minoru Suzuki is. He's a bully. So Wrestle King. Yeah? They're building. Oh, go ahead. He, he's, the king, he's the king of pro wrestling. Right. So finally now they start getting in tag matches each other because they're building towards on one of their tours the main event one of the main events is going to be those two right so they're building towards that they're building towards that and in the process in a tag match like or uh one one of the matches minora suzuki tears off liger's head and you know he has a very distinct match with like horns and he starts tears off the mask he tears he off the mask and he's holding it like he's ripped off his head you, you know he's, he puts it in his mouth and he dances around with it and you know he carries it off so a week later, he goes to rip off the mask again, and Liger kicks him in the balls, rips off the mask himself, and unveils the evil uh, demon Liger. Oh. Josh and Liger, uh-huh. who he's been in the past. Occasionally, like Finn Balor, he becomes like a demon. Okay. So now he's got this creepy thing, and he takes a ring spike because this Liger will kill a guy. The other okay. Liger's the night. I met Liger, one of the nicest dudes I've ever met in wrestling. Okay. Um, so now he's got a ring spike, and he tries to drive it in Minoru Suzuki's head and kill him, but Suzuki moves out of the way, and it penetrates a table. Okay. So now the match is on. Now these two guys want to kill each other. 
So now they have the match, and this is the beauty of New Japan. This brought Clark. I was crying. It was you know four five in the morning American time when this happened. I saw articles. Yeah. After you mentioned that you were crying. Yes. I saw articles that the headline was men were crying in Japan. Man, tears, Clark. Wow. It caused all kinds of tsunamis and floods, and uh, they, they had to cancel some shows after that. I cried during some really dumb shit. So this is legit, I think. So Suzuki comes into the ring, Liger comes in the ring, and Liger actually wears like an old school Liger outfit. He's not he's not the evil demon Liger, and he goes out there, and they just beat the hell out of each other, Clark. And, and so the match starts coming to the end. These guys go. There's about 15 minutes into the match. And they're both they're both spent. They're both old dudes. You know, Liger's obviously retiring for a reason. And Minoru Suzuki's just like, you know what? Bring it. Punch me with the hardest thing you got. And so Liger punches him as hard as he can. Suzuki just laughs, gets back, and says, hit me again. Hit me again. This goes on for about two minutes of Suzuki just letting Liger beat him. Just giving him keeps, – he's like, come on, pussy, come on. You know, so, you know, Liger keeps getting up and keeps trying to chop him, hit him. And Suzuki's just laughing like a madman, being like, bring it on. So, finally, uh, he's had enough. He goes. He puts Liger into the uh, the uh, the pile driver, the Gotch-style pile driver. He's like one of the only men in the world who, who can do this move. Tra- does him down. No one gets up from the Gotch. Goes for the pin. One, two, three. Liger's beat. Wow. He has no energy. He's spent. Yep. So now Minoru Suzuki gets up, and uh, he's angry, and he hates everybody. He's the man with the world's worst personality. He rolls out of the ring, and he grabs he, he grabs a chair, and one of the young boys goes to grab the chair from him, and he slaps that guy in the face, kicks him, throws him away. He gets in the ring. The referee tries to grab the chair. He throws the, the uh, ref out of the way. He gets up, and he goes, and he's going to start beating down Liger, and he looks at him. He drops the chair, throws it to the side walks back and just gets on his hands and knees fully and bows, puts his head to the mat and bows down to the fallen Liger, who's just laying there beaten, paying respect to him. Gets up. He's got, you can tell he's a little emotional, gets up, looks at Liger, raises his hand of victory and leaves. No kidding. It was beautiful. So they, you know, he's sitting there doing the bow, which is the highest form of respect in, uh, in Japanese culture. He goes and like people in the crowd are crying. I'm crying. It was just such a beautiful moment of he 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 went to lie. He didn't hate Liger. He wasn't mad at Liger. He wanted Liger to dig down deep and give him everything he got. And that's what Liger did. Liger did everything he got and he didn't have it in him anymore to be the guy he once was. These guys fought an MMA fight 17 years earlier. Wow. Like they legitimately had an uh-huh. MMA fight. Yep. So which famously Liger wore his mask in. Um so if you ever want to see a legit fight with a guy in a okay. mask, yeah. there you go. Yep. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he he made him give him all he got. In in some ways, Suzuki was reflecting on his own age and his own mortality, and the you know the respect that he gives as an as an old man. Yep. Um, that he hopes the young generation see in him. So yep. it was just a beautiful storytelling. And now Liger, that's, that's great. Liger still has the Tokyo Dome, and I still don't know whose opponent can be. It very well could be Suzuki again, but because uh, Suzuki has announced he's done with New Japan. Okay. Or there's a rumor going around he's not happy with his push and he wants out. Wow. And okay. in New Japan, everyone's contract ends at the end of well, the year. Well, and they've just started their North American chapter. Yeah. New Japan has. Uh, I don't know. Suzuki might fire up the crowd at AEW. 
if that were to happen. That's the only place in America I think he would work. But yeah, I don't know. I don't. You even, don't think he's coming here? Not no, I don't age. think so. Either. Yeah, yeah. He owns. He has a. He has a. Like when I met him, he was at his clothing shop. He likes hanging out at his shop. And um, do you know? Uh, well, it's a guy that you did an interview with uh, a year or so ago out at Starcast uh, with Sean Mooney. Yes, the great he Sean Mooney. He he had a yes. A promo, if you will. You did a, a solid promo. We cut a promo. Work. He runs a podcast. Right. And I, Prime time I, with I am Mooney. in the middle of uh, near getting getting close to the end of his with Rick Bogner. Okay. Uh, you know him mainly as the fake diesel or the fake razor. Sure. Right? Okay. Uh, who passed away. Yes. Uh, and this interview was from May. The reason why I heard about it was because I was listening to the most recent uh, Bruce and Conrad show where uh, – they they watched Halloween Havoc '98, I think. I don't mm-hmm. know. It was a real shitty show. He thought it'd be a good idea. It was terrible. Well, they started talking about him, and he goes, "He, you can hear this interview on on Sean Mooney." So I go over to it. It's really good. He talks about some time in in Japan. Like he had a great run in Japan. Rick Bogner does, and yeah, now he's he getting now he's yeah, getting into. I know what you're talking about now. Vince McMahon started hearing about him over in I think ECW, in in the locker room. He would do a Chico, like he did yeah. a great Razor Ramon, and then he had already gotten some looks from WWE, but it just hadn't hadn't worked out and whatnot. Uh, they did put it on ECW TV, the him not doing it but doing it, and then Vince called him one day and just said, "You got to come in. I need you to be Razor." And he did it knowing that this this might be the peak ever in my career. Yeah. It has a very good – there's a very good chance that it's going to fail. Right. That it's just going to flop. Uh, and, and then he said, he, he, uh, he said, what the hell? Let's take a flyer on this. Let's go for it. And the thing about it is, I mean, he, he didn't get booked after, after right. the Razor thing and whatnot. But it, it got me to start to watch a couple of things. I forgot that on the second week – uh, Jim Ross. Jim Ross was the guy who brought out Razor Ramon on camera yeah, yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah. And Diesel. I got a very good authority that they will be returning Diesel and Razor. On week two, coming back to the broadcast booth was the president at the time. Jack Tunney was long gone, but it was Gorilla Monsoon. Monsoon. Yeah. And he was the guy saying, "Who is this guy, Jim? What are you doing? You're like they yeah. were they were breaking kayfabe a little bit, but not really. Yeah. And you know, if you guys would allude to Vince McMahon. There were four guys in the booth. The King, Macho Ross. Man. No, it wasn't Macho Man. Oh, was it that guy? It was that comedian? guy. Yeah, I don't know who that guy they was. They brought like a New York comedian in. I, 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 got a, I, I was in the middle of it. The kids woke up. I couldn't finish it. But it was a lot of fun to go back to that. Yeah. Cause I, I didn't watch it because I was pissed at him. I was, I was over WCW side. So uh, I'll admit to this. I was playing the WWE video game last night. Not very good. What do you mean admit to it? By the way. Oh, because – you said the graphics are worse. I was gonna. I mean, never mind. It was. You're picking up on a word that I probably shouldn't have used. Um, I'm, I'm gonna admit to watching some wrestling last night. I guess is what I'm getting at. You're gonna admit to watching wrestling but last night. Quickly, let me give you a review of the game. It blows. I bought. I got two games this week. One's called um, Outer World. It's made by the guys who did Fallout, which is one of my favorite games of all time. This game, Outer World, is excellent. Fantastic game. Highly recommend it. I get the WWE game. I spent three hours crafting the Malice Man, Duke Williams, who, by the way, by the way, oh, there's now you can't transfer from the last game over like you had him. Right, right, right. I wish they would. No, 
especially because it's basically the same engine. Um, That's dumb. Did you notice there's a, there's an NFL player now whose name is Duke Williams? No. There's a Duke Williams in the NFL. Oh, that's great. And he is actually fantasy relevant. And every week I'm like, oh, should I play him or not? Like, I, yeah, that could be the way that you win it. You'd yeah, be like, it could. And then, like, when people give you an interview, like, you won the million maker. Yeah. And you'll be like, well, I got to tell you, Duke Williams was my yeah. e-wrestler. I, I, so I used to have a fantasy wrestler called Duke Williams. And uh, he had a son, Hoyt Williams. Anyways, so long story. As a matter of anyway. fact, I'm still playing the damn game these days. Um, You're back. I'm back. He's but, out of retirement, folks. So I spent three hours, three, four hours doing his entrance, designing what he looks like, uh, the gear he wears. I, I'm doing kind of like a cowboy ultimate three warrior. Three to four hours. Yeah, I spent his move set, you know, the moves he does. I, I just do all this. And so finally he's done. Yeah, I, I waste a lot of time I'm in life, not, Clark. I don't have kids. I'm not poop draining anybody. I'm just thinking I could do so much. I know. If I didn't have children. So – I get all of this done. Now they have the universe. You could put them in the universe in like the real WWE. I put Duke Williams in NXT. That's a good place. And I immediately get into a feud with Keith Lee. Who? Keith Lee. Yeah. Big dude. You know, if you're watching NXT, you know Keith Lee is. Okay. So it's going to be like, oh, this is fun. This is great. I'm going to have such a blast. I go play my first match every time. So I'm, I'm, I, I like throw a punch. And then all of a sudden, my energy bar vanishes. And also, by the way, when I come to the ring, the jacket I'm wearing starts floating. Like, really? Just like floating that? Just like like that? randomly as I'm walking to the ring. Perfect. So I get in the ring, and the second I get touched, my energy bar drains to zero. What? And every time he did you, what did you, what did you miss on us? I don't know. So and then my opponent looks at me, and I flop. I fall backwards. Like like he's Superman with some power just, in his eyes. It's like false on I just fall It was like the finger poke of doom. Yeah, it was. Kevin Nash just lost to uh, Hulk Hogan. Because I have no Hollywood. because I have no Woo. energy. Basically, I can't stand up, so I lose. Like I, all I can do is reverse moves, but it's not taking any energy away. It's like I have zero stats. So I go, okay, well this is just a one game. I lose the match. I'm like, fine, okay, I'll I'll go to the next week and we'll fix this. And I go back into the creative mode and I look. I'm like, oh, everything's good. You know, everything's fine. I resave it. Go and I play next week. Exact same thing happens. I turn the damn game off. I bring. I, I, I'm now playing this big boss man in NXT with Bobby the Brain as my manager. But I wanted to play my guy. But your guy's not going to. So it. three how, hours. How do you build him up now? Three hours. Can't you still find a way to build him up? I there's a glitch in the game, Clark. I don't know. What do you mean there's a glitch? It's a glitch. It's have not you supposed it to happen. Have you looked it up like other people having the same issue? So try Google. Well, number one, yes, there's a uh, Twitter has a whole movement on how the game is broken. This isn't as compelling as you think it is. It really isn't. We, we, your soundboard blows. We need to get back to the attic because this is too, too much now. So, we're, by the way, the lighting is perfect in the attic. So, um, if you go in and if you went in like the day the game came out, if you went into the create a wrestler mode, you could also get you know people's creations, and you could create things like briefcases, like custom money in the bank briefcase. You get custom money in the bank briefcases, and one of the great briefcases people created was, this game is broken, this game sucks. That's really? what the briefcase said. 
No way. Yeah. So that's how you know that it's broken. Oh, Twitter has a whole movement. It sounds broken. I can hear it. My phone doesn't it's even dead. have battery, it's and I'm just going to fucking stare at it. Look, it's, it's much more entertaining than dealing with your fucking toy over there. What toy? You have a soundboard that you always bust out. And what, what's the water reference? Or what's the relevance? There's a fish. Oh, speaking of... Uh, uh, I fucked a she-elephant, and then I fucked her mother. Wow. Uh, former comedy accident member James just uh, chimed in on the Facebook Live. Oh, yeah. What's up, James? Glad you're alive, man. Enthralling. Thank you, Clay. It really <laughs> Thanks, is. James. That it's means a, a lot from you, brother. Thank you. So Netflix. That's great. Has uh, Dolo Might is my name. You and fucking up motherfuckers is my game. You watched it like first night. Oh, it came out in the second night. And I know that you used to watch some Dolomite. I love, Dolomite is one of. I didn't watch it. I don't know anyone who did. I can't wait to see the movie though. Rudy Ray Moore is one of my favorite stand-up comedians of all time. Okay. And uh, I knew a little bit about him. Uh, uh, but I, I didn't know completely. The Dolomite movies are some of my favorite movies of all time. <clears throat> they're so bad, Clark. They're great. They're okay. so like it looks like somebody made these movies in a garage, and it turns out that, that was pretty accurate. So what is it? It's like Blazing Saddles, uh, like a uh, Monty Python. What what are we talking? It about? It is, but it has no idea it's that yet. Like it's trying, they're trying to make a serious movie, but it's so funny. But Rudy uh, Ray's a comedian, and he's basically a stand-up comedian who goes, you know what? I'd love to see it. If we can make, yes. if we can make money making a movie, let's do that. Like I could be more famous. So, anyways, Eddie Murphy decides to play Rudy Ray Moore, making the movie Dolomite. In this Netflix movie. And it is so good, Clark. And it's mainly about making that movie? Yes. You're going to, after you see the movie, and by the way, when they're doing, when like they're making the movie, everything they're doing in the movie is spot on to the actual movie. Like the scenes they're filming, like you're like, oh man, that's exactly how that movie's really? going to Yeah. Wow, that's so great. You're going to watch that's this great. movie, and I, and I really want to get your opinion because you've never saw the original Dolomite. No. Uh, I want to get you, because you're going to want to see the original Dolomite afterwards. So me watching it backwards is going to be pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna I, I it's gonna be fun. Yeah, thanks, James. What else James got there? All technological advances for this. Yeah, yeah. Yep. This is uh, two thousand years in the making, my friend. By the way, seven six zero four five four eight eight three four for anybody who might want to join us. Seven six zero four five four eight eight three four. Clark is always on the pulse of comedy. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> yeah, it's true, though. Oh, uh, James. Yeah. And if you were listening to the really enthralling stuff earlier, Clark spent about 10 minutes talking about his blood pressure medicine. So that like actually is, is spot on. It's a great callback. Wasn't that fantastic? Weren't you excited? No, that was the worst part of the show. I'm being honest. We can now show our faces doing a show live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's going to happen years ago. Yeah, we did it. Um, I'm excited to see Dolomite. I uh I knocked out four episodes really quickly of that Paul Rudd show. Uh I don't know, the advertisements always pop up on Netflix where uh the the clone happens. Mm-hmm. No, nothing. Nothing. Yeah, nothing. Your advertisers are different than mine. Right, I you, think based on viewing. You better take a look at Oh, probably. Absolutely. 
I don't know. I think you should take a look at it. it it's kind of interesting. Maybe just interesting to me, but I enjoy it. That's intriguing. Yeah. I, I jumped ahead, and I'm trying to get my wife to catch up to it. We'll see. Well, you, I think you, you should set the kids down, and the family should watch Dolomite. I made uh, pulled barbecue chicken sandwiches. I actually met Rudy Ray Moore years ago. You did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You got a picture with him. Yeah. And there was there was a scene in the movie where he um, like he he spe- did they have that you meeting him in the movie? There's a scene in the movie where he's meeting with fans, no. kind of showing off like how nice of a guy he actually was. And when I met him, he was playing the Beat Kitchen in Chicago, and uh, it was great. He did a stand up man, and everybody said so. Dolomite, the Beach ki- Beat Kitchen down on Belmont. Yeah. yeah, Dolomite's an old like uh, uh, tale. You know, Dolomite is my name. Rapping and tapping is my game. I came from San Antonio. Killed a hundred motherfuckers the day I was born. I slapped my... Anyways, I used to know the whole eight-minute deal. And everybody in that place who was there that night, like, he he did it. And everybody said it along with him. It was magical. But before the show, how many many people is that place? 200? Um, that. Yeah, maybe. Isn't that where we saw what's his name? Uh, Shooter Jennings. Yes. Yeah. He sat at a table in the back, and he insisted on meeting every individual in that bar that night. That's awesome. And the promoter was like, "Hey, listen, we have a hard out. Like, there's just we need to be out of here. Like, the bar closes when it closes. Like, you got to start your set." And he's like, "I'm not doing it until everybody's had time to meet Dolomite." That's true. And yeah, it was true. Like in the movie, it was. Did he get? Did he get shut down? Did he get shut down short? Uh, he he went and uh, he did the, his set, and the set was fantastic. No, that might just be me. It's nostalgic. Yeah. All right. Yeah, I yeah. hear it too, Clark. Yeah, yeah. No, I think it might just be me. It, it might. Yeah. Because yours isn't doing it. It was just mine. What, the static? Yeah. Oh, okay. It was only when I was talking. I just heard it in my headset. I don't you know. sound great, though. Oh, okay. Well, maybe James patched in somewhere to... to uh, to screw up your mic and thank thank you, James. He might have miss you too, James. Uh, miss James. Yeah. Well, my friend. You know, I remember there was one time where we did a show. We did, and James came. Like he's been on the show before. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we were supposed to go to like a Bulls game. And then James gets sick, and then you and I ended up going. We were supposed to go to a Bears game. Bears game. Bears, Cowboys, Thursday night football. It ended up being. And it, uh, he was taking me, I think, right? Or you were yes, taking. Yes, he was going to take you, but then he he wasn't feeling well, so he gave us the tickets to go. And that's the game I called Nagy or uh, Chris Conti, Chris Conti. Yes. And he got offended. Yeah, as did I and other people sitting around, but it was fine. That's the was game. I wrong, Clark? That Brandon Marshall was made, I wrong? Made his last ever catch. Yeah, the Bears when he broke like two ribs and punctured a lung. Well, that's right. Yeah, making the catch that night. I, yeah. was, I remember that night vividly. It was slightly brisk, but not too bad. See, if I was there with with James, I would have had a better time because when I called, would Chris he have been Cundy, okay with you calling him Chris? Cundy? Yes, he would have. He would have like joined a in. Old child yelling out at a football player. It, it, but Cunty got offended by it. If, you know, he turned and looked at you and laughed. Yeah. Well, but if, if James was with, with me, James would have really taken it up a level. Like, James would have known how to tweak it just properly, that it would have been even better. 
and then uh, we probably would have been arrested. I went to a Bulls game with them last year where they played the 76ers. Uh-huh. And we left after the final tick to zero. But then we found out while walking to the car that they actually put 1.8 seconds back on the board, and they replayed it. They didn't make the shot anymore. Anyway. Ah, okay. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bulls won. So they shouldn't have beaten the Sixers. You know, if uh, if I found a genie in a bottle and I rubbed it yeah. the right way, yeah, and I got my three wishes, you know, one of them would be to get rid of baseball. And Jeez. you know, you know, I've uh, you, you just like to put hate. You like to you like to hurt a lot of people. You know, I've been talking about this for a long. You time. You want to just hurt a ton of people who love that game. That I wish they would shut down baseball. Would you erase baseball? From history, just no. Just, I, I would. What about those of us who love the game? Like, wouldn't you want us to not be angry that there's no longer baseball, or would you like to see hey, the anarchy? Would you, would you like to see us all pissed off that baseball doesn't? You, baseball fans don't get angry. Yes, we. Do. It's such an impassionate sport. So Nobody really shit. cares. So, yeah, once it's over, it's over. Like, like, so in the NFL, win the World Series. No So in the NFL, when your team gets eliminated. Like the bears have been eliminated from the playoffs. Even if not statistically, they are, you still watch the NFL because it's that damn good in baseball. When your team gets eliminated, you bitch and moan and cry and you, you say horrible things. And then, uh, you, you life goes on and you don't watch the world series. False. So, Oh, I know this for a fact. The ratings prove it. Like you just have to look at the ratings. So, Yesterday or the day before at the World Series, my dream of the end of baseball came closer because these idiot fans booed the president. Oh, I didn't see that. And you know how much the president hates uh, being booed. I think maybe he, he'll go ahead and cancel was he baseball. There? He was there, yeah. He went to the baseball game. He went to the baseball game and they chanted, like, arrest him. You know, they, they, they had some chants. They, they were very nasty, very nasty people. That whole the whole crowd, that whole baseball fan, very nasty people. I mean, nasty, let's not forget. Nasty gets these are the nasty. people who baseball fans are the people who who they do okay. They do this to uh to to make racist comments towards people. You're the one doing it. No. And uh, they're, they're the people who have fights in the stands and they they say horrible racist things and and then they have uh, players who uh, you know domestic abuse. It's just horrible sport. And how many people die in the stands at football games? Nobody, unless it's a heart attack or something medical. People are getting dinged in the head with balls. They're getting their faces shattered. Children are being sheltered from flying objects. Dangerous. So the president. But, but women are flashing pictures. Oh yeah. Okay. Well, you want a titty show? Go to the admiral. <laughs> so people are flash. Uh, I'm sorry. No, no, he's flashing anything. People are uh, disrespecting the president live and in person. So I am hoping President Trump, if you are listening to this, I know you're in Chicago right now. No, please, please, Mr. President. He left. Oh, if you're on Air Force One or whatever the hell you're doing, you're in Monte Largo. He's watching TV. Playing golf, whatever the hell you're doing. Watching Fox. News. Please. For the, he doesn't like Fox anymore. He's, right. whole, yeah, he's very course. upset. Oh, sure he is. So uh, please cancel baseball. They were very rude. And I stand with you, Mr. President, in the oh end, putting God. an end to this national disaster that is baseball. Who was rude? Half the people were cheering, just like half of the country is cheering. Half of the country was bitching. That's right. Get rid just of baseball. Like half the stadium was bitching. So get rid of the pro- – Well, the half that was there. Vote them out. That's all you got to do next November. Vote against it. Yeah, vote against baseball. They'll probably vote put it up. Vote for the Democrats. Vote for Congress. That's the only thing we can do because – 
I don't get to vote in the Republican primary. That's not allowed. I would do that. But no, we'll get there. Uh, guys, it's a little late we'll to get call there. I don't night, vote. But, we'll, but next year, next next week, you can listen in and catch uh, live at the Sports Attic. We might be go watch Dolomite. What do you think of that microphone stand? This is great. This is what I've been dreaming about my entire so life. So I just need one more stand similar to that, and then and then I think the studio. Well, fine. this is fine. Like, yeah, I'm I'm good with this. We need one more. You're fine holding it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it keeps the good. it keeps the phone out of your hand for you. No, it doesn't. It's productive. No, it. I think it's the setup is keeping the phone out of the hand. It's working out pretty well. Yeah, you should you keep it like that. I, I don't you don't need it. Mm-hmm. You need to get me an elevated chair so I'm not lower than you. And I need better lighting, maybe some track lighting up here. You know. Yeah, absolutely. I do. Uh, what the hell? What are you thinking? Are you, are you down with sandwiches tonight, my friend? Yeah, I heard you. Uh, you made some pulled pork and uh, pulled uh, pulled uh, shredded chicken. It's funny. Oh, it's chicken. Yeah. Why why don't you do anything right? You do everything half-ass. Pretzel bun. No. And and not the sliders. I got in trouble once because I had sliders. That you were upset that I had the the smaller bun ones. Right. So we yeah, where you had like two or three of them instead of just one. Yeah. Something. Why why do you have to do three? Just do the full bun. You right. Were, you were pissed about it. So today I was we're, right. I mean, today we're at Mariano's and I'm wrangling the girls and they're pushing each other in there. Did and, you make it? Did huh? you slow cook it? Yeah. Slow cook. I actually planned on doing that this weekend. I thought I had a big piece of pork in my fridge oh, that I had nice. to get rid of. Yep. I pull it out to go ahead and start to working some magic on it. It's a piece of corned beef. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. No. You, I shoved that back in the fridge. Yeah. Made ribs. Fridge. Yeah. It's in the fridge. Yeah, that so thing's gonna have to cook it soon. It's a, it's got like a month in a fridge. Yeah, holy shit, yeah, yeah. that's a lot of time. Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, take your time with it. That's a good idea. No, it's because it, it's I don't know why, but it, it is the expiration date's like a month out. Yep, ribs are that way too. Oh yeah, like uh, if you ever look, there's like three four week uh, expiration date on ribs. Tonight's the send home show for Crown Jewel. Oh, it is. Yeah, <laughs> going to Saudi. Uh. Yeah, we're going to see uh, some MMA going on. Well, Brock versus Kane. So, you know, the far left wrestling site I like. About nine uh, minutes. I, I, I watch is uh, Wade Keller. Yeah, the, the torch. And, uh, you know, they get up in arms anytime they go to Saudi Arabia. And well, I was uh, going back and forth with them guys earlier. I, I saw that. I appreciate that. Yeah. So one of them brought up, he, he was making the point of how, how horrible it is. So but it actually, I, I found it kind of funny. You know how they cut off the uh, reporter's head? Kashagi, they took off his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the government killed an American reporter. So, you know, they're not nice it people. It sucks. It's yeah, terrible. They, yeah. Uh, but right. they, we're taking their money. Look, that's all we're 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 they're not a show for, for people, for hardworking people there, and we're taking their money in the process. But he brought up the point that when Man. when uh when Bray Kel- when uh Bray Wyatt comes to the ring, he carries the severed head lamp. Holy shit. <laughs> I I bet he might not carry it. Yeah, we'll see. Especially we'll see. if Wade Keller brought it up. He has enough listenership that yeah, nobody cares. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't know. It would be smart of them not to do it. Did you see they got in some trouble with some racism this week? I, I've seen a little bit of that. But now they – I don't know. The jury's still out here uh, because now the guy sounds like he might be a little bit off kilter as well. Yeah. Because he started tweeting more today. Oh, I, I saw a little bit of it. Like the T-shirt, it was – I don't. I don't think they intended it to be no. racist, but they need to know that it is. Yeah, 
It, it's not what it is. Like you look at it and you go, and then they show you show a picture because basically is what it is. he's a black guy. He's a black wrestler. Yeah. He was ACH in New Japan. He's a great talent. Um, but his, his thing is now he's now known as Jordan Miles, and he's oh, known God. for his smile. Yeah, he's known for the smile. Right. So somebody created a black shirt that had his name in white lettering. With uh, with like red lips. And the white lettering it. looked like a smile. Like like a smile, but it it goes back to the old. Uh, what is that character name? Or is it a character? It's yeah, it is a character. The racist thing. It, it goes back to like that old racist image of the, like, the black, yeah. the black face with the big with the big white smile. Um, yeah, I can't think of the guy, the, the character's name. I don't know. I, is people. My my age, I'm 40, you're 40. I think we barely know it. If I saw that T-shirt on the yeah. street, I want to put one and two together. But no, once you show I, me the picture of the two, I go, yeah, I could see why you're pissed. I didn't see it when I first saw it. No, I didn't but either. But then once you show it with the other picture. Yeah, you're like, okay, this is – I understand why he's upset. But now the way he's going about it – Did he ever try to handle it behind the scenes? No. It's starting to feel like he's just trying to get out of his contract is what it is. I think he wants to go to AEW, which he'd be a much better fit for. Okay. Okay. But is he doing too much to where they can't fire him? Like, if they fired him right now, I'd be like, oh, you fired the no, guy they that fire you him. out for being racist? They wouldn't fire him. I mean, he went on a video today saying – I think he went on a video saying, you know, he, WWE doesn't care about black people. So WWE would go, okay, I understand you feel this way. We're going to release you from our contract, and he would accept that. Okay. So they wouldn't fire him, you know, but I think that's what he wants. I I think he wants to be released. I don't think that – I don't know how to speak on the issue. Well, it's tough. I I don't think the WWE was intending to be racist. I think actually some – they said, hey, let's do a smile T-shirt with his smile. It needs to be brought up to them that it is racist. Well, it's but, but also but what I does think that there's mean other... is racist. It it does look when you, you put you them have together. To, you have to change the fucking shirt. You you have to stop selling it, which right. they did immediately. Absolutely, and well, they did. When somebody pointed out, like, "Hey, look, this looks a lot like uh, uh, something that was used derogatory." They all went, oh shit! Yeah, I don't think that's fucked. But up. I don't think they intended like when they're making it, like, "Oh man, nobody's gonna catch this. We're gonna pull a sly one." Let's do this old racist picture, and you know, <laughs> you know, yeah. I don't, I don't think it was a bunch of white people trying to put together a racist shirt and putting it out there. I think it was some young people who were told to make a shirt about a smile. They made it having no cultural reference to what was seen. He approved it because he looked at it and didn't see the the uh, what was going on there or, or or what people saw. I think the shirt started selling. Somebody found him on Twitter and goes, "Hey man, look at this picture and look at your shirt." And he goes, oh, shit, that's racist. I don't want this anymore. He made a statement. WWE saw the statement, pulled the shirt immediately, and said, hey, we're sorry. The talent does approve T-shirts, you know. Right. He he says that it wasn't quite an approval. He he felt strong-armed because he thought Triple H – I don't know. You can read his tweets about it. He thought Triple H had put the pressure on, like, you have to do this. But then Triple H said – that he was under the impression that it had been approved by the wrestler. So but, I think it's just a, a communication error in there. Well, hold on. If if he said – if the wrestler said, um, hey, tri- hey, Triple H, I'm glad we're talking about I, uh, I don't want this shirt out there because it looks like a racist image. And Triple H is like, no, nah, man, like it doesn't. You're, this is going to sell. Fine. Then, then WWE is completely in the wrong. Right, absolutely. But 
if he's if he if he's like uh, you know if they're like hey this is the design and he's like ah, I'm not really fond of it but it's okay let's do it and he never expresses the reasons why or at the time he doesn't realize the reason why yep that's totally different right yeah I'm with you I don't know I I think the story's still in the middle of it right now ne- yeah. next week maybe we'll be able to talk well hopefully Corey more. Graves on his uh, controversial podcast we'll have him on how controversial is his podcast I don't know anybody who says their their uh, podcast is gonna be edgy generally isn't oh is that what he says yeah it's gonna be oh, okay. it's WWE's first podcast where they're doing like uh like Conrad it's gonna be behind the scenes thing and Corey Graves is the host is it a podcast is it gonna be on uh is it going to be on the network? I think it is going to be on the network. Like a video yeah. as well, like they Probably. did for a little bit with Conrad and whatnot. It's interesting now. The reason why I'm interested in listening to the Conrad Bruce show more than I had been for a few months, for maybe a year even. I, I was into it for a while, but it's because uh, it, I don't know. The reason why I'm back into it now is because now he's running SmackDown, and it's oh, kind yeah, of fun. Yeah. They he, he doesn't tell them about the the product right now, but they answer right. questions and, and whatnot about it. I don't know. Uh, Al Archer, we got to send this thing home. Hey, let's get out of here. Let's, uh, let's bring it home. We'll do this again next week. Maybe we'll be on at the the regularly. Yeah. 7 o'clock and we'll return. 7 PM. That, that, that could be the, uh, the plan there, but you, thank you so much for listening. Thank you for watching on Facebook live. Those of you on the podcast, uh, I, I hope you don't feel like you're being neglected now that we've gone to Facebook live because uh, a lot of listeners do catch us over there. Uh, this week, I saw that Apple iTunes, uh, two days ago, 100, 175 people listened to us in an hour. Wow. Over there, Al. Yep. Super, that, very popular uh, during bathroom breaks. And absolutely. Corporations. Absolutely. Well, guys. Uh, By the way, I'm taking down the corporation in uh, Outer World, that video are? game. Yeah, corporations really? are going down, man. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening. A little sound and fury to send us home. This album's all right. Yeah, I, I haven't asked you about it yet. I thought, I thought that might be, and I, I respect that opinion. Absolutely. Well, you're a homer, so I'm sure every the newest album, a, the newest album is always your 100%, favorite. 100%. 100%. I'm a homer. I'm still buying into Black Keys every when, week. When, I'm uh, still buying into yeah. When when Sea Stories or whatever the hell came out, you're like, oh, this is the greatest, and it was because I had just had a kid, and so had he. The, he wrote the album. The, is a, oh. Meanwhile, the first, not the first album, but the the first main album oh. this was, was the best. The meta, meta, modern sound. That was a great. Song. That was the best great, one. Great album. This one here just oh, this like is the best. This evolved. Oh, it's an it, evolution. I've heard multiple people say possibly the best of the year. Oh well, yeah. All right, guys, have a good night. Thank you for listening. Wait, you're going up against uh, Lizzo. I mean, come on. Of course it is the best. Thank you.